0: Baker Heart. Praise, it's a new day. Here
1: is work.
2: Tuesday, the 5th of December, as we continue through this season of Advent. Let's pray a prayer by St. Francis of Assisi in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Almighty, eternal, just, and merciful God, grant us in our misery the grace to do for you alone what we know you want us to do, and always to desire what pleases you. Thus, inwardly cleansed, interiorly enlightened, and inflamed by the fire of the Holy Spirit, may we be able to follow in the footprints of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And by your grace alone, may we make our way to you, Most High, who live and rule in perfect trinity and simple unity, and are glorified God, all-powerful, forever and ever. And glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. It is a better way to start a Tuesday morning, the Sunrise Morning Show, here on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Matt Swaim. Anna Mitchell has news, Paul Ackman at the controls, and Travis has video feed up and running so you can peek in on our studios and see if anything crazy pops up in the background today. That's linked in the show notes at sunrisemorningshow.com. I'm Matt Swaim, Uh, as I mentioned before, but there are other people who are going to be involved in the show Beyond who I just mentioned, including uh, we're going to be catching up with Kevin. Ch- oh, I'm sorry. This is yesterday's show. That would be very bad if we did that. <laughs> Inclu- including uh, today, we are going to be uh, chatting with uh, John Knudsen, who is with the uh, Retirement Fund for Religious. This is a great time to support them. Father Boniface Hicks is going to be along long as well, with more thoughts on personal prayer, also Dr. Marlon De La Torre from the Diocese of Columbus and Dr. Benjamin Lewis from the International Commission on English in the Liturgy will be helping us with some more uh, Liturgy of the Hours translations. So, stay with us if you can. Right now, it's two minutes past. Here's Anna Mitchell with news. <music>
3: Good morning. Israel is being urged by the Biden administration to do more to avoid civilian casualties as the country ramps up its military campaign in southern Gaza. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller stressed yesterday that the U.S. is monitoring the military operation closely. Fighting resumed this week in the densely populated Palestinian enclave following the end of a week-long truce. Meanwhile, in Washington, Congress must soon decide whether to approve more funding for Ukraine in the war with Russia. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan warned resources for Ukraine will run out if Congress does not take action over the next few weeks. He said lawmakers must decide whether to support the fight for freedom or let Russian President Vladimir Putin prevail. The former U.S. ambassador to Bolivia is being charged with acting as a secret foreign agent of Cuba. Trey Thomas has more.
4: Attorney General Merrick Garland says 73-year-old Manuel Rocha secretly supported the Republic of Cuba by serving as a covert agent of Cuba's intelligence services. This action exposes one of the highest-reaching and longest-lasting infiltrations of the U.S. government by a foreign agent. He served as ambassador from 2000 to 2002. I'm Trey Thomas.
3: Cardinal Raymond Burke has reportedly received notice that he will soon be charged rent for his Vatican-subsidized apartment in Rome. The Pillar reports Burke received a letter December 1st, which was dated November 24th. Last year, the Vatican announced that all cardinals living in Rome would see an end to free rent for their Rome apartments, But Burke is apparently the first to receive notification that he will be charged market rate rent. Pope Francis, meanwhile, met with his Council of Cardinals yesterday. Vatican News reports the group focused on, among other topics, the feminine dimension of the church. And speaking last week to the International Theological Commission, the Holy Father said, quote, The church is woman. If we do not understand what a woman is or what the theology of womanhood is, you will never understand what the church is." End quote. The liability of OxyContin maker of the OxyContin maker and its role in the U.S. opioid crisis is being scrutinized by the Supreme Court. Mark Mayfield reports.
5: The high court heard a challenge Monday from the Justice Department to last year's six billion dollar settlement agreed to by Purdue Pharma. The bankruptcy ruling by a New York court shielded the Sackler family, which controlled the company, from future litigation. Families of OxyContin victims say they deserve to sue the Sacklers. Most of the money from the original deal would go to states and to Native American tribes to help fight the epidemic. I'm Mark Mayfield.
3: And the finalists for the Heisman Trophy have been announced. Players that are in the mix for this year's Heisman awarded annually to the most outstanding player in college football include Oregon quarterback Bo Nix, Washington quarterback Michael Penix, LSU signal caller Jaden Daniels and Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison. The, I should say Marvin Marvin Harrison Harrison Jr., Jr. not to be confused with his dad. The winner will be announced on Saturday. All right. You know who I'm pulling for. really
2: just want to go watch Marvin Harrison's senior highlight clips. Oh, I know, right? There are a lot of them.
3: Yes. Yes, there are and there are a lot of in Marvin Harrison junior ha- highlights as well. There are indeed. Saint Gabriel Radio folks. Know so, that all too well.
2: Well, you're just you're just playing this up because you get to, you get to have Marlon on today and you and your Buckeye fans. I know. Outside looking at We in, don't even get something a, to get you know, excited about. We got
3: to get excited about something. Our quarterbacks entering the transfer portal. Mm. You know. We're going to the Cotton Bowl.
2: Well, you know, I mean, it is a bowl. It is a bowl. It is nothing wrong with a with a bowl game. Properly Where's Tennessee understood. going?
3: Uh,
2: I don't know. I've been terrible about watching. I watch more college football hanging out with your dad for <laughs> two days in Cincinnati like- last week <laughs> than I've watched the entire season. Oh, so that's
3: good. That's good.
2: <sighs> your dad knows how to watch a football game. Let me just yeah. say. He's got the spot. He's got, this, he's got the setup. Yeah, he does. The Sunrise Morning Show continues. I'm Matt Swaim, joined now by Father Boniface Hicks, and he is the author, co-author, along with Father Thomas Acklin of Personal Prayer, A Guide to Receiving the Father's Love. Father Boniface, good morning. Good
6: morning, Matt. How are you doing? I'm
2: doing well. Uh, and this is a great topic, uh, especially this time of year as we're looking towards Christmas. We're in the season of Advent. Uh, self-denial in prayer and, and how that can dispose us towards prayer. I wonder if you could maybe give us some background of how we should be thinking about this.
6: Well, the the basic movement of, of love and connection requires us to go out of ourselves to reach out to another, and that's both giving ourselves as a gift to another and then opening ourselves to receive another. And of course, prayer is a relationship with God—it's—it's it's opening ourselves to the, the great other, to God Himself, and the more that we are uh, self-focused and self-absorbed and self-conscious, um, w- which is all—you know—those are uh, natural dispositions as we battle the. Uh, just the, the struggle, really All doing all of that requires us to be vulnerable, and so there are a lot of ways we try to hold ourselves together and protect ourselves from getting hurt, and so we, uh, we tend to be closed in on ourselves. But the, the steady movement towards openness to the other, connection with the other, gift to the other, receiving the other, has a way of emptying us of self and making room for for real relationships. But again, that requires... Letting go of something, uh, we can't constantly watch ourselves to do that, and so that requires more trust, and uh, that then it has a way of cascading into to greater and greater openness and uh, self-gift and receptivity and a lot of other things that become habitual dispositions. But um, that's about, that's the basic movement of from from self to relationship.
2: Well listen Father, I am more than happy to die to myself as long as it's on my terms let's just get this clear
6: <laughs> yes indeed yeah I mean we know this from from every kind of relationship and, and prayer follows the same pattern that is as long as we're doing everything on our own terms and as long as we're constantly counting the cost and uh, trying to um, measure how much we're going to give and how much we're going to get and as long as we insert ourselves into that uh, into that equation, then it just uh, doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> we we have to keep taking that risk of doing things on the other's terms and and paying attention to the other's needs and uh, and, and then a lot of things. The, the thing that happens is we discover what we were really longing for was precisely that self-emptying, precisely that connection, precisely that relationship, and. Uh, but if we if we pursue that directly, it's sort of like happiness has to be a byproduct. If we pursue happiness, we'll never get there, because that's ultimately has a, has a self-centered quality in it. But when we pursue the other, when we pursue relationships, when we pursue love, then happiness is the is the byproduct of that.
2: Well, this is a, a great time of year to think about this because with Advent, we're steering everything as a, a church community towards Jesus, the Word incarnate, and everything that means for us in our personal lives. but We've got this thing, you know, yanking, uh, you know, our spirits from the outside to say, no, think about what you want. I need your Christmas list. <laughs> you know, this is, you know, a chance to look and say, ah, oh, we got to get all this uh, stuff. We got to make all this food. We got to eat all these things. I got to buy eggnog for $5 a half a gallon. You know, like these are all these things that are sort of pushing on us. I mean, it really is. Uh, I think a struggle this time of year to figure out how do I go not for for what I want right now, and focus on what I should be.
6: Yeah, the uh, consumerism is uh, is a real trap for, uh, I mean as the as the word implies, consuming. When we consume, we become more bloated in ourselves and. When we're constantly, we can, we can easily get lost in all of the wrong things. We can get lost in a lot of beautiful things, too. It is a, a beautiful time of year. The Advent season, a little different than Lent, is about making room for God. Uh, Lent is a little bit more about purifying vices and, and living more for Him. But, um, but Advent is really about making room in the inner in uh, of, our, of our hearts so that Christ can be born there the inner manger of our hearts so that Christ can be born there. So I set aside certain self-absorbed patterns and processes and and try to open more space for the other and not uh, just consume and fill myself with all of my own stuff or all of my own worries.
2: So you, you're saying it's okay to enjoy a little bit of that stuff, just not to make it have the wrong place in it? Because I hate to be like, you know, all of Christmas when I get invited to a thousand parties between now and the 25th, to be say, saying, sorry, I can't accept these Christmas cookies. It's a season of penitentialness.
6: <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's, there's, uh, we, we don't have to glut ourselves at every party either. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's certainly there's a place for celebrating. And, and I think it's beautiful. I mean, we tend to do the principal celebration with our families, with our parish churches, with our own. You know, those closest to us, those who who matter most to us, who are most central, uh, and, of course, in in worship of Christ uh, in the Mass. We do that on Christmas Day, but we do some sort of secondary celebrations leading up to it. And having a little bit of a festive spirit um, as those celebrations come is, uh, I think, very appropriate. Um, Obviously, without glutting ourselves and always trying to keep our eyes focused on the principal celebration, which is the one yet to come on December 25th.
2: Well, and if you could, uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on maybe how to understand this as a process instead of just a, you know, I died to myself last Thursday, we should be good from here on out,
6: right? <laughs> That's right. Like, like any relationship, I mean, in order to be married, you had to get out of yourself to notice someone else. And then as much as you're self-conscious, especially at the beginning of a relationship, uh, you, you take risks to make room in your life, and to try putting someone else uh, more in the center. And and we do that in an iterative way. When we get hurt, when we get uh, um, maybe uh, sp- startled or disturbed, or we, we tend to close in on ourselves. We pull back. And then that's a process of reconciliation, of opening again, of deepening trust. Um, so the same kinds of patterns apply with God as we Uh, Put him in the center as we make our our prayer times and even the focus of our prayer times more about him than about us as we go out of ourselves. And usually that's very uh, fulfilling at first, and then we start to diminish a bit, and it gets a little darker, drier, more difficult. He's not giving us what we want, and then we have to keep making acts of trust to uh, go out out of ourselves and, and open ourselves to him. And so it's a steady process, and it's it's always a matter of holding it open. As much as it becomes our default position, it, as much as it becomes habitual, um, we, we keep having to make the decision to open to Him and make room for Him.
2: Well, it's a lot to ponder and uh, a process that we should all be part of as Christians. And it's one of the many topics that father boniface hits in his book personal prayer a guide to receiving the father's love father boniface always appreciates you thank you as always and have a wonderful day
6: you too matt thank you so much
2: and don't forget if you go to sunrisemorningshow.com, you can subscribe get show notes and links to people like father boniface and all of our guests delivered to your inbox first thing in the morning so you can wake up and be like huh i kind of want to see who's on the show today and you can see that we're back with headlines after this it's 16 minutes past the hour
0: Support is for MediShare.
7: So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. For many families, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. But what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the member satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. MetaShare is a proven thing, too. For over 30 years, it's a Christian community of more than 400,000 members. And here's the thing, too. If you join before December 15th and you mention the promo code SHARE, you'll get another $150 savings. So I'll give you the number here in a second, but just call. You'll get a price within two minutes. And remember, the deadline is December 15th. So call now and you'll save even more. Here's the number, 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844 55 bible 844-55-BIBLE.
2: Got a coffee lover on your Christmas list this year? Give them the gift of Mystic Monk Coffee. The Carmelite Monks of Wyoming have a number of seasonal blends that would make for a great Christmas morning brew.
3: And when you purchase it, after clicking the Mystic Monk link at SunriseMorningShow.com, you support the Monks and the show.
2: If your coffee lover is also a fan of the Sunrise Morning Show, pick up a mug or travel mug for them in our online store.
3: Get a mug and link to Mystic Monk Coffee at SONRISEMorningShow.com.
6: That's
2: SunriseMorningShow.com.
6: This is Deacon Steve Greco. We need Catholic Radio to fill our hearts with our Lord Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit, to learn. We need catechesis. We need to understand that we are not alone. We need guidance. We need hope. We need encouragement. We need the love that flows through the airways through Catholic Radio. The world needs EWTN Catholic Radio, now more than ever.
2: Eighteen past, here's Anna with headlines.
3: The U.S. is urging Israel to do more to avoid civilian casualties as Israel ramps up its military campaign in southern Gaza. Pope Francis met with his Council of Cardinals yesterday, among other topics. They focused on the feminine dimension of the church. And the massive entry doors at the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C., have been sealed in preparation for the jubilee year in 2025. Cool. I know, right?
2: Next newscast, about 12 minutes from now. Anna Mitchell, there have been a lot of people who've uh, had various takes on the Pope Francis. uh, The church needs to understand its feminine character more. Mm -hmm. And uh, some people who have reacted against that comment, I don't think they realize what they're reacting against. Because (laughs) uh, the church is, I don't know if people are aware of this, the church is feminine.
3: Feminine. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. She is
2: the bride of Christ. And she is our mother. It's actually, I'm a dude, but as a member of the church, I'm a member of this big feminine thing. And yeah. what do we mean by that? And what is Pope Francis keying in on? Uh, and actually, John Paul II spent just volumes looking at this. So what does the church do? It it, it receives the word of God from the Father, right? Mm-hmm. Our mother receives the word from the Father carries it in her womb the church right does this uh you know christ is born forth to all of us right
3: that's why the blessed mother is an image of the She's church the
2: eschatological icon of the church yeah. mary is the eschatological icon of the church and uh as mary bore forth christ to the world from her womb so the church bears forth christ to the world from her womb mm-hmm. and so when the holy father says we have trouble understanding the feminine character of the church because we don't understand what a woman is. It's partly because we don't understand. We're in this battle where people don't get that a woman is someone who can be capable of carrying life and bearing it into the world. No wonder we have trouble understanding that when we use that language about the church.
3: Well, we've rejected it as a society. And now we're going to... See the fruits of that rejection as we continue through the generations who don't have that, that basic womanhood. Yeah. Basic physiological knowledge.
2: There you go. It's 21
0: past. Family, tomorrow morning starting at 7 a.m., local Catholics will come together and raise $60,000 to ensure that Sacred Heart Radio will light up their phones and car radios with the light of the world throughout 2024. So if pro-family, pro-life radio is valuable to you, starting at 7 tomorrow morning, you can call 513-731-7740 or donate right now at sacredheartradio.com. Thanks, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning starting at 7. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Hoting Realtors. Equipped with the latest technology and market knowledge, Hoting Realtors can make the buying and selling process easier. 513-451-4800 Five one three four five one forty eight hundred 451 4800 and hoting.com.
3: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Bright Lights. St. Teresa in Bright, Indiana is hosting a free drive through Christmas light display every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 6 to 10 p.m., now through January 6th. More information at brightlightsindiana.com. Support is from MediShare.
7: So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people... It's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. For many families, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. But what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the member satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. MediShare is a proven thing, too. For over 30 years, it's a Christian community of more than 400,000 members. And here's the thing, too. If you join before December 15th, And you mentioned the promo code SHARE, you'll get another $150 savings. So I'll give you the number here in a second, but just call. You'll get a price within two minutes. And remember, the deadline is December 15th. So call now and you'll save even more. Here's the number 844 55 Bible. That's 844 55 Bible. 844 55 Bible.
2: The Sunrise Morning Show continues. We're glad that you're along here on a Tuesday, December 5th, as we head through the season of Advent. I'm Matt Swain, joined now by Marlon de la Torre from the Diocese of Columbus. He's got a website uh, called knowingisdoing.org. Marlon, good
8: morning. Good morning, Matt. Go, Bucks. So uh, at least go Marvin Harrison Jr., right? That's right. House right. House. At least, at least. At least. It's, can't go wrong with him.
2: All right, so you wanted to share a story about a guy you're going to call John, uh, and yeah. uh, we can uh, maybe use that story as a launch point for today's conversation, sure. but share that with us.
8: He, he was annoyingly happy. Um, he just had a very unique disposition where uh, you would encounter John, and everything was always with a smile. Uh, he had just this, this beautiful disposition about him, and you have to ask yourself when you first encounter John, can't be real. And uh, with cynicism uh, uh, abounding sometimes and us feeling either neglected or uh, dealing with our wounds, whatever the case may be, we encounter someone who just can't be that happy or can't be that positive or have a positive outlook. And this was John. And when I first encountered him, uh, I was taken back by just uh, literally his uh, uh, approach and sincerity to the world. Uh, every human being was a gift to him. Every opportunity was uh, was a uh, was a joy. Uh, his smile um, was also just very piercing, um, and he would look at you w- w- he, with these beautiful eyes because he, was, he you knew he was thinking, you knew he was processing, you knew, in many respects, he just viewed the world differently. You wanted to ask yourself why? Why is that so unique for him? Why is that so distinct? Why can I? Uh, do what he does. And so I, I learned a lot from John early on in my life. Uh, he came at the right time where, I, where I, I saw that it's possible to really be docile to our Lord and have a joy even through suffering. And this was probably one of the greatest things that he taught me is uh, how he embraced uh, the calamities of life, but still was able to smile even towards his enemies this was just the most telling about John. So um, I decided because uh, I've known John for a long, long time, and he's still alive, still going strong with his ministry, that uh, he was fitting and apropos for this Advent season.
2: Well, I think that we've all known people who are positive, but the question is, is positivity <laughs> the yeah. same as, as joy? Correct. Uh, Correct. Because, you know, we can look at um, you know, a lot of different sort of cultural Mm-hmm. aspects of positivity and and how, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody like Ted Lasso can tell everybody to of believe, course, right, believe, or, yeah. uh, or to, you know, various things that talk about have hope, right, uh, or mm-hmm. or even yeah, all, all these different realms, but but most of them don't ever say, answer the question, but why?
8: <laughs> like, exactly.
2: So that's, I mean, exactly. I just, that's, that's why I think it's important to kind of complete this thought
8: Oh, I I agree because he, for for John because I asked him because some people would treat him poorly or he had superiors that I would observe and and they would just be demeaning to him <clears throat> and I asked him one day John look um, <clears throat> why why do you allow that to happen I mean you have a role you're in charge of things and but yet you allow these particular supervisors just to walk all over you and. He, you know what, Matt, his his responses were really awestruck for me spiritually, because you know what, he, his simple response was, well, you don't know what they're going through. I mean, I think he said, I, I, I need just to uh, just offer them joy. And, and it's okay, because whatever they're going through, whatever calamity, really, it's not against me personally, it's, it's whatever they're dealing with. So I've got to be a light to them. And it, it's, it's, it's fitting with, with uh, the the readings from this past Sunday, to to always be prepared, uh, to have your eyes and ears open, and this is what John did, and um, I mean I try to tie this in with Paul's second letter to the Corinthians to to really be mindful, all right, uh, of our obstacles and to not allow these obstacles to get in our way, to uh, be able to in, in endure beatings, punishments, tumults, labors, uh, but do it with genuine love, and this is what John did. And he really set an example in a tone for how to deal with with life, how to deal with human beings we disagree with. And really not to take things personal. We just don't know what the other person is dealing with. And that's a very hard thing to do. But for whatever reason, John had a beautiful way of doing it. Still does it to this day.
2: Well, I am a person who is – I try and be – happy and positive right and i try and be joyful i try and you know be honest when i'm not feeling that way as well but i wonder maybe you know none of us do this perfectly so Mm. what would be maybe one thing you'd recommend uh to us listening today to to really let that joy set in and but let it be something that that maybe shows in a way that might encourage someone to ask us like you were encouraged to ask john about where that comes
8: from Mm. Yeah, you, you know, it's a great point. I think, for us, uh, knowing that uh, we have value, I think is very important. That may sound very, very, very generic, but really, it's getting back to the identity of of our incarnation. And what I mean by that is, just we have an incarnate reality. We we exist because God loves us. And and John told me that once. Said, Marla, I'm happy because God made me. I have an opportunity to really reflect His love. And I didn't put this in the piece, but it's like, you know what? That's just very simple but very profound. And if if we take the day to uh, really appreciate and recognize who we are, the gifts that He's given us, that our graces are greater than our sins, that any impediment in life really does not define who we are as God's son or daughter. I think that simple entryway would would really uh, lay the foundation and focus of who we are as disciples, as servants of the gospel. And that's what John did. He had a beautiful attitude and a beautiful spiritual holy habit.
2: Yeah, and uh, again, this also comes because of what we know. We not just that we know that we're made, but we know what we're made for. We're made for Correct. more than just this world. Uh, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians fifteen nineteen. if our hope in Christ is for this life only, we are of all mm. men most to be pitied. <laughs> right. Correct. But we know that we have hope in Christ Correct. for this life and into the next, if only we place ourselves in his will. De La Torre, we've got knowingisdoing.org, linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Have a great day. We'll talk to you, you soon. You too,
8: Matt. Go Bucks.
2: Half past the hour, here's Anna with news.
3: Good morning. The U.S. is urging Israel to do more to avoid civilian casualties as Israel has ramped up its military campaign in southern Gaza. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller stressed yesterday that the U.S. is monitoring monitoring the military operation closely. Fighting resumed this week in the densely populated Palestinian enclave following the end of a week-long truce. Meanwhile, Congress must soon decide whether to approve more funding for Ukraine in the war with Russia. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan warned resources for Ukraine will soon run out if Congress does not take action over the next two weeks, over the next few weeks. The former U.S. ambassador to Bolivia is being charged with acting as a secret foreign agent of Cuba. Trey Thomas reports.
4: Attorney General Merrick Garland says 73-year-old Manuel Rocha secretly supported the Republic of Cuba by serving as a covert agent of Cuba's intelligence services. This action exposes one of the highest-reaching and longest-lasting infiltrations of the U.S. government by a foreign agent. He served as ambassador from 2000 to 2002. I'm Trey Thomas.
3: Cardinal Raymond Burke has reportedly received notice that he will soon be charged rent for his Vatican-subsidized apartment in Rome. The Pillar reports Burke received a letter December 1st, which was dated November 24th. Last year, the Vatican announced that all cardinals living in Rome would see an end to free rent for their Rome apartments. But Burke is apparently the first to receive notification that he will be charged market rate rent. Pope Francis, meanwhile, met with his Council of Cardinals yesterday. From Vatican Radio, Devin Watkins has
9: more. Pope Francis announced late last week that the meeting would focus on a discussion of the feminine dimension of the church. The Pope revealed the topic during an audience with the International Theological Commission on November 30th. The Church is woman, said Pope Francis on that occasion, adding that if we do not understand what woman is or what the theology of womanhood is, then we will never understand what the Church is. He also described the, quote, masculinizing of the Church as a great sin which has yet to be resolved. The Pope appealed to a distinction proposed by Jesuit theologian Hans Urs von Balthasar, who described a Petrine or ministerial principle and a Marian or mystical principle. The Marian is more important than the Petrine, Pope Francis said, because there is the bride church, the feminine church, without being masculine. The last meeting of the Council of Cardinals took place in late June and saw the Cardinals reflect with the Pope on various themes. At the time, these included the ongoing war in Ukraine, the implementation of Predicate Evangelium in local churches, and the work of the plenary assembly of the Pontifical Commission for the Protection of Minors. They also spoke about the Senate General Assembly, which would then be held in October. The Council of Cardinals was established by Pope Francis with a papal chirograph in September 2013. He entrusted the Council with the task of assisting him in the governance of the Universal Church and studying a project for the reform of the Roman Curia. The reform was realized with the new Apostolic Constitution, Predicate Evangelium, published in March 2022. The Pope renewed the membership of the Council of Cardinal Advisors in early March of this year. I'm Devin Watkins.
3: Financial records released by House Republicans show President Biden received monthly payments from his son Hunter's business in 2018. Brian Shook reports.
10: Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer said Hunter's firm Wasco PC received payments from Chinese companies and other foreign entities and claimed the payments of nearly $1,400 to Biden show the president participated and benefited from an alleged influence peddling scheme. But leaked emails from Hunter Biden's infamous laptop suggest the payments were for a truck Joe Biden helped his son purchase. Hunter's lawyer in a statement also confirmed this. I'm Brian Shook.
3: The massive doors to enter the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C. have been sealed in preparation for the next Jubilee year. The Catholic News Agency reports Archbishop Timothy Brolio of the Military Services and President of the U.S. Bishops' Conference blessed and sealed the doors on Sunday. They'll be reopened on Christmas Eve next year for the 2025 Jubilee year. That's the news on the Sunrise Morning Show. It's 35 past the hour. The Sun- Friday Saturday Saturday
1: Friday Show.
0: Show. Sacred Heart Radio's Advent Pledge Drive is this Wednesday, when we'll come together to raise $60,000 to keep Pro Life Radio alive. We'll talk to you and everyone you've told about us on Wednesday. Or to pledge now, visit SacredHeartRadio.com.
11: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Schneller Knockelman, Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Water heaters, plumbing repair, and drain cleaning backed by Schneller Knockelman's 100% satisfaction guarantee. Schneller Knockelman at skpha.com. SKPHA.com.
5: I'm Guy. I'm Mara. And I'm Patrick. And we're the Cagney family with Coldwell Banker Realty.
11: We
12: support Sacred Heart Radio. And
5: we help buyers and sellers trying to find their dream homes in Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana,
13: and Florida.
12: 513-347-1888 to talk to the Cagney family.
13: Working to see the culture of life prevail in the Miami Valley, Dayton Right to Life is here to protect God's gift of life through law, education, and community action, from fertilization to natural death. Find Dayton Right to Life online at DaytonLife.org. That's DaytonLife.org.
3: It's 24 minutes before the hour on this Tuesday, December the 5th. Your forecast is brought to you on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio by Schneller-Nachemann Plumbing, Heating and Air, online at skpha.com. Going to see some rain again today. Right now, temperatures in the mid-30s as you're heading out the door. For Cincinnati, scattered showers and a few afternoon-evening downpours possible with a high today of 42 degrees Mostly cloudy tonight and dry with an overnight low of 32, partly to mostly cloudy tomorrow with a few flurries possible and a high of 40 degrees. For the Miami Valley Dayton area, rain and snow this morning changing to rain by the afternoon and a high of 40 today, cloudy with a few spotty rain or snow showers tonight and an overnight low around 30, cloudy with a slight chance of a flurry or two tomorrow and a high of 38 degrees. This is Sacred Heart Catholic Radio.
2: The Sunrise Morning Show continues, and it's great to catch up with John Knudsen, Executive Director of the National Religious Retirement Office. Here to talk about the collection for the Retirement Fund for Religious, uh, one of the most important fundraising events in the life of the church. Uh, I know that it's one that's very personal to so many of us. John,
14: good morning. Good morning, Matt. Thanks for having me.
2: Yeah, glad to have you. If you could start off by giving the details of when this collection takes place and how people can give.
14: Sure. So the collection this year will take place over the weekend of December 9th and 10th. So the best way for people to contribute is simply to uh, do so at the parish collection if it's happening in their their area. And if it's not, they can visit retiredreligious.org. And just click on the Ways to Give tab, which includes um, the old-fashioned way of just mailing a check directly to our office. Uh, But I would also suggest that folks check on their diocesan electronic giving sites as well just to see if it's set up there.
2: And this is something that doesn't come across in some of the posters and the spots even that we run on the Sunrise Morning Show. But what kinds of things does this fund cover?
14: The collection helps religious communities care for their senior members while uh, continuing all their important ministries. So they can use this funding for their immediate retirement expenses or they can invest it for future needs. And our, our hope is that through this assistance, the percentage of communities that are adequately funded for retirement will increase as more of them are able to close the gap between the needs of their elder members and the funds they have available to support them. But in addition to that, direct financial assistance, um, proceeds from this collection also go to underwrite educational programs, services, and resources that enable religious communities to evaluate their present situations and prepare for long-term retirement.
9: Well, there
2: are a great many people who are listening right now who've been preparing for long-term retirement by setting aside funds and uh, by you know, <laughs> getting nest eggs together for, in some cases, decades. And I, I think it's kind of hard for some of us to wrap our mind around the fact that someone could possibly ever take a vow of poverty. I mean, I watch football games, and half the commercials are for like, hey, how are you going to spend your retirement on a yacht somewhere? <laughs> you know. I mean, this is something that when these people came into a religious vocation, they sort of knew, right? They were going to be relying on providence and relying on the church for, for our support
14: right uh, and and you're absolutely correct religious women and men take a vow of poverty and so for most of their lives uh, elder religious worked for little to no pay you know there were no 401k plans or pensions for them and what stipends they may have received for their work were typically very modest and religious as we like to say uh, here really never retire many of them are still very active in ministry long after they no longer receive wages of any kind and what A lot of people I think don't realize is that by canon law, religious communities are financially responsible for the support and care of their own members. So income, earnings, expenses are all managed separately from the parish and diocesan structures of the church. Many of them can't rely solely on private donations. So hundreds of religious communities face a wide gap between the needs of their elder members and the funds they have to support them. Aging members need more care, and health care costs continue to rise for them as they do for all of us. So it does place a lot of pressure on religious communities as the costs of health care keep rising. And we're living longer as well.
2: Well, and we also, I mean, in addition to those, you know, kind of that number game we play, I think we all, if we were to think about it, uh, could come up with names and faces of religious men and women who have had massive impacts on our personal lives. I think about, you know, every time my pastor needs a break— right who steps in it's usually a religious from somewhere in the area and it's usually a retired person right a retired priest from some order who steps in i mean these these you know men and women never really as you say retire but speaking of the personal aspect of this i don't know if anybody has gotten a chance to see your episode of the journey home john knutson but it's extraordinarily powerful and i know that for you personally when you were at a major hinge point in your faith, you had walked away. I mean, you walked a long way away from your faith. And it was a religious <laughs> priest, uh, you know, one of these men who had taken this vow and been part of an order who was there for you when you were having those major questions. So I know that for you, this is a personal issue too.
14: Absolutely. Yeah, religious have played such a central role in my own life since I returned to the church gee, 26 years ago now. Um, as you say, it was a retired religious priest who guided me out of the desert of atheism and whose witness led me to discern a religious vocation myself back then. And I've had a lot of other religious who've been very personal friends and treasured mentors over the years since. So for me, it's a great blessing to be able to give back to them in their time of need through the National Religious Retirement Office. And that's why I hope that all Catholics across the country will do the same through the National Collection when they go to Mass over the weekend of December 9 and 10. Yes,
2: indeed. And uh, I encourage people to check out your Journey Home episode because it's an incredible story. And it's an incredible window into the kind of unsung work for every story that gets told about something that a religious man or woman does in the life of the Church. There are, I feel like, thousands of stories that nobody will ever hear this side of heaven <laughs> of the heroic work that these men and women Uh, have done and continue to do. So if you could, John, throw out that giving information one more time so people can be sure uh, to know how they can be generous this
14: weekend. Sure. Um, Either when they go to Mass over the weekend of December 9th and 10th if if their parish is taking up the collection, and be sure to check out the Diocesan Electronic Giving sites that you may have in your area as well, or visit retiredreligious.org and click on the Ways to Give tab.
2: We've got retiredreligious.org linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. John Knutson, executive director of the National Religious Retirement Office. Thank you so much. Have a
14: wonderful day. Thanks you, Matt. I really appreciate the opportunity.
2: And, uh, Anna Mitchell, again, if you want to hear more about the impact that that one religious priest had on John's personal life, yeah. uh, I mentioned the Journey Home episode that he did. He's also done a shorter version of his testimony And uh, you can look it up um, through chnetwork.org. Or if you go to YouTube and type in an atheist goes to the Adoration Chapel, I'm pretty sure it's the top hit.
3: (laughs) An atheist goes to the Adoration Chapel.
2: Yeah, John's got a great story. He's got a really great story. Wow. I mean, he was like, he was a teenager uh, saying, you know, going down the street and, you know, an evangelical with a megaphone would be like, hey, would you like a Bible? He'd be like. Sure. And then he'd walk down the street tearing up the pages of the Bible in front of them. That's how far John was. Wow. <laughs> and then this witness of this religious priest. Um, I think it might have been oblate of Fran- St. Francis to say it. I've, I've got to go back and, and wow, listen. Wow, but, wow. Uh, wow. but yeah, you can't, you can't overstate the power of the witness and service of these religious Well, and how
3: many of us who went to Catholic school all our life? encountered religious i mean i went to a franciscan high school and many of us had religious who were directors of religious education who were teachers in our schools i mean their their service has been so important in our lives and yeah i mean I they
2: go here in the dc area the little sisters of the poor when they come around to the parishes oh a couple of times a yeah. year and, and share the hidden work that they do there's uh there's one little sister who usually gets up to give the spiel after Mass at our parish, and I think she has to stand on a box to get up to I the know. microphone. You know, these are doing amazing jobs, amazing yeah. work. There's missionaries all over the world who finally come back to the United States to retire uh, to be closer to their family. And again, these people have given a lifetime. And,
3: uh. Well, the little sisters of the poor are so close to my heart with their charism of keeping vigil with those who are dying. I mean, talk about a job that would be so hard and takes so much faith and, and so much of a dedication to service. I want to encourage young ladies. I mean, I know we're talking about supporting those who are retiring, but I would really, really encourage young ladies to consider the Little Sisters of the Poor if they're considering a vocation to religious life. Um, I cannot imagine that it's an easy charism to have, but it's such an important one and so beautiful to be able to keep vigil with the dying, to serve the elderly poor. And um, so, yes, please look up the Little Sisters of the Poor.
2: Well, and I'm not saying this is the only reason people pursue a religious vocation, but from a vocation's perspective, if someone is thinking about joining one of these orders, it probably makes it a little easier on the discernment process if they know that someone's going to be taking care of them. Somebody's
3: going to be taking care of them. (laughs) I mean, they do this. They step out in faith and they do this. Um, not knowing. Not knowing whether or yeah. not we will support them, but we need to but support them. But we better. Them. We need to support them.
2: We better support them. Yeah, we better. They've supported us. as yeah. told, They put the whole church on their backs. I mean, think
3: about all those who have just prayed in convents and monasteries for us, and we don't even know who they are.
2: Think about how many religious show up in interviews on the Sunrise Morning Show in, <laughs> in an average week. Exactly. Oh, uh, We love them around here. Exactly. 14 Till. We're back right after this.
12: I have been a school sister of Notre Dame for 72 years. Most senior Catholic sisters, brothers, and religious order priests serve for years with little pay. I always taught the primary grades, and I loved it. Today, hundreds of religious communities lack retirement funds. Your gift to the Retirement Fund for Religious helps provide medications and care. Please give to those who have given a lifetime. Thank you, and God bless you a hundredfold. Donate at your local parish.
16: Business owners are starting to think outside the box to find new customers. You can reach millions of engaged Catholic listeners by underwriting The Sunrise Morning Show. Each weekday morning, listeners across the U.S. and around the globe can hear your message for your business, ministry, or nonprofit on The Sunrise Morning Show. To find out how it works, email me, Leah, at sacredheartradio.com. That's Leah at sacredheartradio.com
17: the catholic man show hosted by adam minahan and david niles designed especially
2: for men that promotes the lost art of living virtuously you can hear the catholic man show as well as faith-filled podcasts from our friends and affiliates across the
17: nation all in one place all free at ewtn podcast central visit ewtnradio.net slash podcasts
2: today
18: David Anders, join us for an engaging hour of questions and answers about the Catholic faith on Call to Communion, today at 2 p.m. Eastern. Now, back to the Sunrise Morning Show.
3: Joining us again on the Sunrise Morning Show is Dr. Benjamin Lewis. He is Director of Translation Services for the International Commission on English in the Liturgy, a.k.a. ISEL. Good morning, Dr. Lewis. Welcome back.
19: Good morning, Anna. How are you?
3: I am doing fine and excited to talk to you about this new translation of a hymn that you've done for the Liturgy of the Hours in Advent. Can you talk about where this hymn sort of fits into things?
19: Sure, yeah. So for Advent, uh, for morning prayer, for the first maybe half of Advent up through December 16th, we have the same Latin hymn and the same English translation for every morning prayer. So this is something you know if you do the liturgy of the hours uh, and use and you pray morning prayer. This is something you're going to be you're going to be singing or reciting uh, or reading this hymn uh, every day through the 16th of December for the first part of Advent. Um, so this is this is a sort of you know one of the ways that the liturgy of the hours kind of um, repeats texts and kind of provides. A, A steady rhythm and and a theme for different liturgical seasons. Um, So, this is a text that um, currently, if you open up your liturgy of the hours uh, for this morning prayer hymn for Advent up through December sixteenth, you'll see actually multiple options of what you can of hymns you could read or or pray or or even sing. And the first option is, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, which Mm -hmm. is a nice Charles Wesley text, which, uh, uh, since I'm a convert from Methodism, I'm I'm always up for a good Charles Wesley hymn text.
3: Absolutely. It's beautiful. Um,
19: But then we also have, uh, we have several other options, one of which is, Hear the Herald Voice Resounding, which is actually a uh, an existing translation of the Latin hymn that's proposed. So there's just one Latin hymn text. But when we did the translation back in the 70s and 80s, we we didn't translate these hymns. We just took existing hymn texts, or we found similar sure. or related hymns. So we've given you a sort of uh, multiple options. But the Latin text just gives you one hymn, um, which is uh, we've gone back and translated from the Latin and we've we've made a decision, and I kind of want to look at this decision um, to translate these hymns without using rhyme mm. in English, I because to the ask existing you about that, yeah yeah because the existing translation that we have is given as one of our options. Here, the herald voice resounding is a translation of this same Latin text, but the translator has used a rhyme scheme, um, so that that makes for some different translation choices when you're having to. M- choose words to fit the rhyme okay so i want to i want to read uh the existing translation and then i want to read our our new translation and then we can maybe look at some of the differences there
3: awesome sounds great go for it
19: so the existing translation option we're given hear the herald voice resounding christ is near it seems to say cast away the dreams of darkness welcome christ the light of day Wakened by the solemn warning, let the earthbound soul arise. Christ, her son, all sloth dispelling, shines upon the morning skies. See the lamb so long expected, comes with pardon down from heaven. Hasten now with tears of sorrow, one and all to be forgiven. So when next he comes with glory, shrouding all the earth in fear, may he then as our defender on the clouds of heaven appear honor glory virtue merit to the father and the son with the co-eternal spirit while eternal ages run so that's actually a really—it's an adapted uh, translation from uh, Edward Caswall, who was a Catholic priest. So it's a, very, it's a very fine translation, but I want to read you what we've, we've got as our new proposed translation that will be coming out. It's already out in the hymnal, but it'll be coming out in the New Liturgy of the Hours translation in the next couple of years. Behold, a voice resounding clear, rebuking hidden fears and deeds— Let dreams be driven far away, for Christ shines forth from heaven's height. Now let the weary soul arise, infirm and wounded by her sin. A new star now sends forth its light to rid the world of every harm. The lamb is sent from realms on high to free us from our mortal debt. Let every voice give thankful praise and weep for tender mercy shown, that when he comes like lightning flash and terror grips the world in dread, he need not punish us for guilt, but with compassion shield us then. Praise to the Father, God most high, and victory to his only Son. Do honor to the Spirit blessed through endless ages evermore amen
3: well also a very beautiful translation but yeah kind of surprising to hear a hymn that doesn't rhyme so can you talk about the decision making here in in this new translation
19: yeah so normally in english hymns and in english poetry more generally we expect meter and rhyme. So mm-hmm. if you think of your favorite English hymns, chances are it's it's got a rhyme scheme. That's something we just sort of expect as English speakers. But these Latin texts that we're translating, they don't have a rhyme scheme. They do have a, a set meter, and we've reproduced that in our English translation. So I hope you could hear that there was a, a rhythm and a, and a meter in, in, the, in the hymn as we've translated it. Um, but the Latin texts don't rhyme. And so we made the decision uh, not to make the English text rhyme. So that gave us a little more freedom to follow the meaning of the Latin mm-hmm. more closely. So if you just look at the first paragraph, or the first stanza rather, of the, of the rhyming version of this English hymn uh, and, and our unrhymed version, hear the herald voice resounding Christ is near, it seems to say. Cast away the dreams of darkness, welcome Christ, the light of day. Compare that to our, our current proposed version. Behold a voice resounding clear, rebuking hidden fears and deeds. Let dreams be driven far away, for Christ shines forth from heaven's height. So this the rhyming version has in the second line, Christ is near, it seems to say, That's not actually translating anything in the Latin. The Latin text has a reference to hidden, what is it? Hidden fears. Rebuking hidden fears and deeds. So you have this really beautiful contrast between the voice that's clear and then the fears and deeds that are hidden in darkness. Mm. So you've got some beautiful um, poetic contrasts and imagery that you kind of lose if you're having to make departures from the meaning of the Latin just to, to find words that rhyme.
3: Yeah, thank you so much, Dr. Benjamin Lewis. Full hour coming up for most of our affiliates here on EWT. Ryan
17: Lopez here. We're in a gift-giving season. Do you want to give a gift that's different, a gift that shows your values and what you believe in? Join us this coming Wednesday for Sacred Heart Radio's Advent Pledge Drive and help us raise $60,000. Your support will ensure that lives can be brightened every day by the light of Christ broadcast over our seven different media platforms. So join us this coming Wednesday for Sacred Heart Radio's Advent Pledge Drive, or you can visit sacredheartradio.com
16: today and click donate. Why wait in endless lines at the pharmacy when Art Pharmacy, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, can fill your prescriptions in a timely manner with high quality. Brozart Pharmacy, fast, friendly service without the wait at BrosartPharmacy.com. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Hoting Realtors. Trusted
0: and recommended by generations of families to sell their homes. Licensed in Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. Hoting Realtors, 513 451 4800 and at Hoting.com.
20: Support for Sacred Heart Radios from Twin Dental of Cincinnati. Since 1986, Twin Brothers, Doctors David and Michael Rothen, have been providing superior dental care in a relaxed and comfortable setting for the entire family. The Twin Dental Doctors utilize advanced dentistry techniques from sedation to implants and the latest in cosmetic options to Preserve and beautify smiles twin dental located just off the i-275 exit at hamilton avenue for a complimentary evaluation 513-825-6111 and online at twindental.com
16: the Comboni missionaries present the 76th annual nativity experience a family favorite for generations the birth of christ is retold in an incredible room-sized animated diorama of the holy land admission is free donations to food banks accepted the Nativity Experience at the Comboni Mission Center in Anderson. Open 6 to 8 p.m. daily, December 15th through 30th. Close Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. More information at combonimissionaries.org/ slash nativity. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Trinity Church Supply. Providing church
0: supplies and religious gifts worldwide from catholic greeting cards books and willow tree to sterling
16: silver medals rosary sacramental gifts and statues trinity church supply 5479 north bend road current events remind us that life can change without warning the team at gate of heaven catholic cemetery is available to assist you in planning for the inevitable the catholic church teaches the importance of a respectful christian burial for the body which was a temple of the holy spirit this includes cremated remains. Give the gift of peace of mind to your family and be assured that your faithful intentions are secured. Call 513-489-0300 or visit gateofheaven.org.
21: My Father Jacob is from St. Peter and Paul, California,
16: Kentucky.
0: Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 910 WPFB Middletown, or get the app, stream, podcast, and more at sacredheartradio.com.
1: Demise, it's a new day. Hear his word, let us pray. The sunrise, morning show. And a way to start your day.
9: We
2: continue on this Tuesday, the fifth of December. By praying together in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come and rule over us, Prince of Peace. You bring the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Build bridges of understanding among those who differ. You bring the spirit of counsel and strength. Guide the strong to assist the weak. You bring the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. Enlighten us with true knowledge of you during this holy season. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. It is a better way to start a Tuesday morning, the Sunrise Morning Show, here on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. We're a production of Sacred Heart Radio out of Cincinnati. Those of you listening in the Cincy area, be sure to tune in tomorrow. we got a pledge drive to hit. And of course, if you appreciate us listening across the country, you're welcome to help us out with that at sunrisemorningshow.com. Hit that donate button. We'd be very, very, very appreciative. Uh, I'm Matt Sway. Anna Mitchell has news. Paul Lockman at the controls. Travis has video running. You can Look in on the video feed at sunrisemorningshow.com. Dr. Jared Stout is going to be along this morning. Also, Dr. Jim Schrader as well. Steve Ray will talk about blessings and curses in the Bible. And we will get more into the Office of Readings. We've been talking a lot about Liturgy of the Hour in the Office of Readings this morning. So, lots to get to here on a Tuesday. Right now, it is two minutes past. News of service of Central Fabricators and centralfabricators.com. Here's Anna Mitchell.
3: Good morning. Israel is said to be considering a plan to flood Hamas's network of tunnels beneath the Gaza Strip. The move could make them unusable for the for Hamas, but could also harm the Gaza Strip's water supply. Reports are that Israel has already built a system of large pumps to send seawater in from the Mediterranean and could have all the tunnels flooded within weeks. Congress must soon decide whether to approve more funding for Ukraine in the war with Russia. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan warned that resources for Ukraine will soon be running out if Congress does not take action over the next few weeks. The former U.S. ambassador to Bolivia is being charged with acting as a secret foreign agent of Cuba. Trey Thomas reports.
4: Attorney General Merrick Garland says 73-year-old Manuel Rocha secretly supported the Republic of Cuba by serving as a covert agent of Cuba's intelligence services. This action exposes one of the highest reaching and longest lasting infiltrations of the U.S. government by a foreign agent. He served as ambassador from 2000 to 2002. I'm Trey Thomas.
3: Cardinal Raymond Burke has reportedly received notice that he will soon be charged rent for his Vatican subsidized apartment in Rome. The Pillar reports Burke received a letter December 1st, which was dated November 24th. Last year, the Vatican announced that all cardinals living in Rome would see an end to free rent for their Rome apartments. But Burke apparently is the first cardinal to receive notification that he will be charged market rate rent. Pope Francis, meanwhile, met with his Council of Cardinals yesterday. And Vatican News reports the group focused on, among other topics, the feminine dimension of the church. Speaking last week to the International Theological Commission, the Holy Father said, quote, The church is woman. If we do not understand what woman is or what the theology of womanhood is, we will never understand what the church is, end quote. The liability of the OxyContin maker and its role in the U.S. opioid crisis is being scrutinized by the Supreme Court. Mark Mayfield reports.
5: The high court heard a challenge Monday from the Justice Department to last year's $6 billion settlement agreed to by Purdue Pharma. The bankruptcy ruling by a New York court shielded the Sackler family, which controlled the company from future litigation. Families of Oxycontin victims say they deserve to sue the Sacklers. Most of the money from the original deal would go to states and to Native American tribes to help fight the epidemic. I'm Mark Mayfield.
3: The massive doors to enter the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C., have been sealed in preparation for the next Jubilee year. The Catholic News Agency reports Archbishop Timothy Broglio of the Military Services and president of the U.S. Bishops Conference blessed and sealed the doors, which will be reopened on Christmas Eve next year for the 2025 Jubilee. Archbishop Brolio said in his homily at the Mass, quote, we symbolically close a door this afternoon to anticipate its opening and the graces that will be offered to us, end quote. And the Cincinnati Bengals edged the Jacksonville Jaguars, to in overtime in Jacksonville. Jake Browning snuck in for a one-yard touchdown to tie the game in the fourth quarter while Evan McPherson nailed a 54-yard field goal with just over two minutes left to take the lead. However, Brandon McManus hit a 40-yarder for Jacksonville with 26 seconds left to send the game into overtime. McPherson stepped up again late then and converted a 48-yard field goal to give Cincy the win. The Bengals Improve to six and six, and will now host the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday. Wow! What?
2: So An did the entire Jaguars thing. roster get hurt? How do we win that one? My um, goodness.
3: I do believe that Trevor Lawrence got hurt. Well, I hope he gets at the end. <clears throat> at the end, it wasn't like the Bengals needed him to be hurt in the first quarter. To I don't keep want anybody to be hurt.
2: Right. I do like the win, but. You know Anna Mitchell at eight p.m. on Mondays. Mm-hmm. I'm very busy. Yeah. Watching uh, another, another epic battle epic every battle. Monday night, which is a person you know battling their conscience and mm-hmm. you know the pull towards the Catholic Church on the and journey.
3: Battling home, which, John Mark Rodai.
2: Yes. Yes. Now I had a great one last night. You should check it out. Uh, Matt Gerald, a former Methodist Protestant. Cool. Uh, which Wait, is an actual, an actual name of a denomination. It's the actual name of a denomination. Mostly in Mississippi. Huh. But Matt Matt has great story. He's got a great story. The wow. a great Mississippi accent. Nice. So it's good to get the, the various flavors of all the... Uh... Matt sent me a jar of Mississippi hot pickles after the episode. Ooh. So thank you, Matt.
3: Great episode. Very cool. Well, today is Tuesday, December 5th, Tuesday of the first week of Advent. And we're happy to have you along with us here on the Sunrise Morning Show. It's 7 past... Back with us now on the Sunrise Morning Show is Dr. Jared Stout. We've been going through his book, How the Eucharist Can Save Civilization. Good morning, Dr. Stout. Good morning. So we've been talking about the Eucharist as the source of life, and now we're going to move into how it is the summit, which is a question I'm going to ask you in a moment. So hang on to that. But first of all, I want to talk about the mass, you know, we all go to mass and we have this idea of what it is as we experience it from the pews. But Dr. Stout, what is the mass?
17: The mass is essentially the Eucharist. And that is the son of God made man his thanksgiving to the father. In um, this Thanksgiving, which he offers is essentially the gift of his entire self. Uh, which was poured out on the cross uh, and taken back up in his glorious resurrection. Um, And this gift of thanksgiving of this complete and perfect sacrifice of praise to the Father is then given to us, right? So So the Mass is entering into the worship of the Son of God while on earth, and which continues in heaven. Why do we call it the Mass? Well, the Mass is a kind of nickname. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Eastern Catholics uh, speak of the of the Mass as the divine liturgy. Uh, liturgy is like the work on behalf of the people, like a public work. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it's the work of the head, Christ. Um, but we call it the Mass referring to the very end. You know, we say go, the Mass has ended, and that's kind of a bad translation. In, in Latin, it's ite misa est. And so Mass comes from misa. And we don't even know how to translate that. So when I say it's a bad translation, I guess that's not really true because <laughs> nobody knows what a good translation is. But it's kind of like go. Okay, we have that part, ite, go. Misa est. And, you know, Misa seems to be plural. Est is singular. So it's kind of like, what's going on here? Go, like the things have been sent. or It's almost something like that. Hmm. And so people say, does that mean that we're sent? Does it mean that the Eucharistic gifts have been sent to the, to the sick? and those who couldn't be there. And people generally say, yeah, yeah, something like that, right? You know, we are sent out at the end, but the the gift of the Holy Eucharist was also sent out in the early church. And you still see this, right? Being sent out to the sick and those who were not able to attend.
3: Mm. Well, I mean, not to mention that we are all the body of Christ. And so I guess you could see it in that perspective as well. Like we are all sent as well.
17: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that the body of Christ is sent out into the world, um, not only you know, as it is brought by you know, deacons or priests of the sick, um, but we um, are meant to take the presence of Christ, the Son of God in the world, in the Eucharist, um, out with us in everything that we do. And, and that's actually the premise of the book, yeah. that by bringing the Lord's Eucharistic presence with us, like if we have become a tabernacle of this presence, then we will sanctify the world and mm. save civilization
3: which I'm sure we're going to be getting into a whole lot more as we continue through this book. Now the question, Dr. Stout, why is this the summit of Christian life?
17: Well, the Catechism speaks of the Eucharist as the source and summit of the Christian life. The source, because it's the presence of the Son of God and the world. But the summit is because we are really aiming at communion. God made us to share in his own divine Trinitarian communion. Um, and so we are beings made for love, for relationship with God, um, for happiness, right? Not ha- you know, we think of happiness as a feeling, but happiness is a life according to our, our highest you know, principles and, and actions. And so the, the Eucharist truly gives us the summit. It is heaven already present on earth. Because, well, what's heaven? Heaven is perfect communion with God. In which we share in his own divine life and his own divine happiness. And that's given to us already in anticipation now. So when you go to mass, you are entering into the, the most important thing possible. And that is entering into communion with God. Here it is. This is what it's all about. But the problem is, is that we generally miss that. We're like, yeah, the music was bad or the homily was boring. And weren't those people so distracting in the pew up ahead of us? And, hey, what's on TV when we get home today? And it's like, no, no, it's, you know, because we have to have faith to see what's going on beneath the surface here. We kind of miss um, this heavenly action that we are entering into.
3: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because you're talking about all of this happening, you know, heaven here on earth in the present moment. Jesus told the apostles, do this in memory of me. So can you talk about what that means for us as Catholics who celebrate the mass in the present moment?
17: Yeah, it's not enough to to view that memory as a thinking back to. Do this in memory of me uh, essentially means that when we gather as the church, we perform these rituals, uh, which are really the, the celebration of a covenant meal. You know, and we can look back, like we did, right, uh, in earlier uh, shows, we can look back through the Old Testament and see all of these examples of uh, a communion with God through this kind of covenant meal, like we saw with Abraham or Moses at Mount Sinai. And so we have this new Passover, this new way of entering into communion with God through the covenant, uh, which we have at Mass. And so this ritual uh, meal, what well, we would even say a sacramental meal, um, is what draws us into the reality of what we're celebrating. So it's not just a thinking back to, but it's an actual participation in the events which we remember. So it's not just, oh, yeah, Jesus died 2000 years ago and rose again. It's no, we are there uh, in those actions. We we are present to them. And that is this very rich understanding of memory that it's, it's not recalling something from the past, but making those past actions present to us um, so that we can enter into them.
3: And that seems so vitally important for our lives as as Catholics. I mean, could you just wrap up this conversation, Dr. Stout, talking about how the Mass could actually define the Catholic faith?
17: Well, when you think about it, right, you say, what, what makes Catholics different from, you know, everyone else, other Christians, other people in the world? And we would say, it's the Mass. That's who we are, right? Mm. You know, the Eucharist is at the heart of the Church. And I would say that to really live a Catholic life would mean— that we are living a life centered on the Eucharist, that the Mass is truly at the heart of everything that we do. It shapes and defines our life and really draws us into this divine communion with Christ um, so that he uh, can act through us and shape everything that we do.
3: Well, thank you so much, Dr. Jared Stout. You can find his book, How the Eucharist Can Save Civilization, linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Let's take a look at weather across the nation. Expect flurries or light snow showers across the northeast this morning, mainly across eastern New England. There will also be wet snow or a mix of rain and snow across the Midwest, the lower Great Lakes, and Ohio Valley through midday. As temperatures warm throughout the day, precipitation will generally be in the form of rain in the Ohio Valley, the Mid-Atlantic, and the Carolinas. Although wet snow or mixed showers will be possible across the Appalachian Spine into the Adirondacks. Expect rain for most of Washington State and Western Oregon into far northern Idaho and northwestern Montana. Some wintry precipitation can't be ruled out in the highest elevations of the Cascades and Rockies, northern Idaho and northwestern Montana. There could be occasional rounds of freezing rain this morning and afternoon, which could then mix with and turn over to wet snow this evening. Meanwhile, dry and quiet weather, Weather. I've done that before. Quiet weather for California, the Great Basin, and southwest into most of the Rockies, the Plains, and the Mississippi Valley today. So enjoy your weather if you're in one of those regions. 16 passed. We're back with headlines right after this.
12: I have been a school sister of Notre Dame for 72 years. Most senior Catholic sisters, brothers, and religious order priests serve for years with little pay. I always taught the primary grades, and I loved it. Today, hundreds of religious communities lack retirement funds. Your gift to the Retirement Fund for Religious helps provide medications and care. Please give to those who have given a lifetime. Thank you, and God bless you a hundredfold. Donate at your local parish. For over 500 years,
16: the church-honored spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola have formed many saints. This treasured way of personal prayer with God is now available to you for free. Order your free training manual at lordteachmetopray.com and bring Ignatian prayer to others. Lord Teach Me to Pray is approved by the USCCB. Order your free training manual at lordteachmetopray.com. Lord Teach Me to Pray underwrites the Sunrise Morning Show.
2: Are you expecting the kids to wake you up at the crack of dawn on Christmas morning? Make that experience more bearable by treating yourself to some Mystic Monk coffee.
3: They have a number of Christmas blends available, and when you go to Mystic Monk Coffee through the link at sunrisemorningshow.com, you earn us a commission.
2: Make Christmas morning even better by drinking your coffee with a Sunrise Morning Show mug, available in our online store.
3: Browse our mugs and link to Mystic Monk Coffee at
16: sonrisemorningshow.com.
2: That's sunrisemorningshow.com.
16: Are you
12: a new listener to EWTN Radio? Welcome! We're here for you 24-7.
18: You'll hear live and interactive shows throughout the day to answer any questions you may have about the Catholic faith.
12: There's trustworthy news from a Catholic perspective.
18: And a large selection of podcasts available at EWTN's Podcast Central.
12: And, of course, the daily Mass, prayers, and everything you need to edify your soul.
18: Welcome to EWTN Radio. We're blessed to have you with us.
2: Was that Tom and Adrian?
3: Married with microphones.
2: Together on a promo. Yeah. Just like they are in real life. I know. 18 past. Here's Anna with headlines.
3: Israel is said to be considering a plan to flood Hamas's network of tunnels beneath the Gaza Strip, which would make them unusable for the terrorists but harm Gaza Strip's water supply. Cardinal Raymond Burke has reportedly received notice that he will soon be charged rent for his Vatican-subsidized apartment. And the massive doors to enter the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington have been sealed in preparation for the next Jubilee year.
2: So, uh, so Jubilee year... It'd be cool if we actually did the Jubilee year thing, like the biblical way. Like, i like real biblical with it. free
3: slaves? I don't have any, but...
2: Well, you got that, but you also, like, forgive all debts.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true.
2: Uh, I mean, I think we so should you're gonna the forgive the every year, no matter whether we're doing Jubilee or not.
3: Can right? I just tell folks, so when you were here in Cincinnati last week, uh, before you went to the airport, you wanted to take me to Costco. Yes. And I bought or was going to buy this massive box of those little, like...
2: Go-Go Squeezies? Yeah,
3: yeah, like the applesauce thingies. My kids have them in lunch all the time. We go through them, like,
2: I don't know. Runners drink those or eat those or whatever it is that you
3: drink. Drink or eat whatever it is that slurp, whatever it is. Anyway, Costco didn't take MasterCard, and so Matt bought them for me. So you'll forgive that debt that I have for you?
2: Well, but I but you already it was the barter system because your parents let me stay at their house while I was in town. For it's it's the barter system.
3: So I I
2: paid exactly one box you of those Squeezies me. in order to stay at your parents' house. You
3: paid me to stay at my parents' house.
2: <laughs> well, but this is how it works in the body of Christ. It's yeah, not a my one-to-one parents ratio. Are,
3: absolutely,
0: it's a community.
3: They're so good to my kids. Working, they're with totally everyone. into this payment.
0: It's twenty-one past. Family, tomorrow morning starting at 7 a.m., local Catholics will come together and raise $60,000 to ensure that Sacred Heart Radio will light up their phones and car radios with the light of the world throughout 2024. So if Pro Family Pro Life Radio is valuable to you, starting at 7 tomorrow morning, you can call 513 731 7740 or donate right now at sacredheartradio.com. Thanks, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning starting at 7.
16: Hi, I'm Mara Cagney-Tipton with the Cagney Family and Kowal Banker Realty, proud to support Sacred Heart Radio. Are you a first-time home buyer or seller? We're looking to build your dream home. We can help you at any phase of life, 513-720-1411.
21: Hi, this is John Kennedy, a State Farm agent and a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio. If you need life insurance, I can help process the best options for you and your family. You can reach me at 859-485-2000 or online at johnkennedyinsurance.com.
16: For Catholics, being united with God for eternity is the goal of earthly life. A Catholic cemetery is sacred because it holds our bodies, once temples of the Holy Spirit, until the Lord comes again. The Archdiocese of Cincinnati has consecrated Gate of Heaven Catholic Cemetery to provide this ministry and remind us that life is not ended, but changed. Today, you can ensure that you and your loved ones are interred in accordance with your faith. Call 513-489-0300 or
13: visit gateofheaven.org. Working to see the culture of life prevail in the Miami Valley, Dayton Right to Life is here to protect God's gift of life through law, education, and community action, from fertilization to natural death. Find Dayton Right to Life online at DaytonLife.org. That's DaytonLife.org.
16: You rely on your car, so rely on the experts at Fort Mitchell Garage, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio. They can do it all from brakes, tires, and heating and cooling to towing and collision repair and more. Fort Mitchell Garage on Dixie Highway and Park Hills. On the web at FortMitchellGarage.com.
3: with us now on the Sunrise Morning Show is Dr. James Schrader. You can find all of his writing over at his site, james-schrader.com. Good morning, Dr. Schrader. Yeah, good morning. So we talked to you recently on the show about a, a piece that you wrote um, in which you were talking about how you have no regrets in not letting your high school age children have their own phones or, you know, other smart devices. And um, unsurprisingly, you got some pushback in in the comments. And and so I want to take this time to allow you to respond um, to one reaction in particular. Um, and, and you quote this in a response on your website. I encourage folks to go read. Uh, this person says, sooner or later, they, meaning your children, uh-huh. they will have to join the real world and they'll find that you have not prepared them at all. And I think that this is something that that parents kind of have in the back of their minds when they're like, "Eh, I don't really want them to have a phone, but I also want them to know how to use this stuff when they get to college and beyond. Um, So maybe I need to give in now so that they learn how to use it well. Uh, What are your thoughts on that that idea?
18: yeah, it's a great great question, right? I think it is one of those narratives that parents are so afraid of these days that it kind of pushes them to do things they don't want to do. And so as we have a little time today, definitely check out the – there's four key points, I think, for parents here to, to really understand fully. Number one, you know, I think the case to this amount of time and focus that we think, oh, my gosh, my kids need to acclimate to get technology is hugely overestimated. And I use an example in the the piece about driving. We all know that driving is extremely important. We also know that if you train new drivers, it's really, really complicated. There's a lot going on, and you know the, the price for doing something wrong can be the ultimate price. But you know what's happened with our society is we've recognized that despite all the training that we need, we can't just one allow drivers to kind of, you know, start whenever they want to. And two, we recognize that there is a certain time that's best, not only for the driver and the people in the car themselves, but also for the public good. And so we I, the same thing kind of applies to the technology is that we often think, oh, I've got to have gotta have years and years to kind of acclimate to the phones or social media. You know, the reality is that our kids actually can do this really quickly in a way, as long as they are guided and coached appropriately, they can learn to use this technology well and reasonably, um, but not again, be exposed and immersed in a way that becomes really unhealthy. And just like we've realized that drivers aren't ready mentally, physically, and our society is not ready for them until a a certain time, so I think we're kind of realizing this with technology in general, that there is a good timing and then there is a time that's just too early um, given the neurological development and other other things.
3: And it's like good grief, are you kidding me? Like, I have a, a one and a half year old Dr. Schrader, who finds my phone and has, like, figured out how to open it. And, I mean, like, you don't need time to learn technology, especially with how intuitive a lot of this stuff is anymore. But what you do need time for is to learn how to live a healthy lifestyle and, and think critically and learn how to be with people and not just with screens.
18: It's a perfect point. I mean, case number two in this article, again, I really encourage people to see how it's fleshed out, is that our goal is not to raise the most tech-savvy kids in the world. Our goal is to raise the healthiest ones, right? And what you find is that we really provide a framework and ability and a sanctuary to develop physically, psychologically, socially, and spiritually healthy. You know what? Even if they're called in the tech world, and then we, we're seeing this with recruiters and we're seeing this with just employers, they want the healthiest people. Because I'll tell you what happens here, and, and we see this even in our um, own department. You can get people who are really tech savvy, but can't do the simple things well. They can't have good interactions, You know, they can't necessarily organize well or, or sustain focus. And so what we're finding again through research is that you know prioritizing this progress per se in technology and thinking our kids have to be exposed early and early to it, um, and, and it had, somehow that should trump everything else has become a real misnomer, and it's one of the reasons why we have such long wait lists to – you know our clinics and everything else there. So yeah,
3: yeah, you're not kidding. And I mean, not to dismiss the success that somebody can have being a YouTuber or an sure. influencer or whatever, but is that really what we need from all of our children? For all of them to be, you know, experts on this or that, and go onto YouTube and and get all the clicks?
18: You know, the final thought is that we actually have tons of careers these days that we can't find enough people that are necessary careers. And so we're starting to realize that if people are migrating to what we call kind of alternate options, maybe the gaming industry, and they're leaving those other careers unfilled, we're all going to be in trouble with that one.
3: Yep. We need to uh, get our kids interested in other things outside of technology. That is for sure. Uh, great stuff over at james-schrader.com. You can find it at the top of his articles over there at his website, which is linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Dr. Schrader, really appreciate your thoughts that you shared this morning. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. You bet. And you can find all of our guests linked at sonrisemorningshow.com. And just a reminder, Advent is a great time to encourage people to tune in to Catholic Radio. We need you to be ambassadors for Catholic Radio, to uh, be evangelists for Catholic Radio, um, because this is a great time of year to be tuning in. So much richness in this season of Advent that we have with us, and people can learn a lot, and uh, you never know when when Catholic Radio will change a life. We have so many stories in that regard. And um, we could use your support as well at Catholic Radio. Support your local Catholic Radio station. Support EWTN, which makes this all possible. And if you can support the Sunrise Morning Show, we have our pledge drive tomorrow. We'd appreciate it. Half past the hour now on the Sunrise Morning Show. It's time for news. The war between Israel and Hamas continues. The Israeli military said it's expanding its ground assault to all of the Gaza Strip. Some residents in the region have said there's nowhere safe to go as the fighting starts to spread to the southern part of the region. This comes as rockets continue to be fired from Gaza into Israel. More than 17,000 people have been killed since the fighting began October 7th. Congress must soon decide whether to approve more funding for Ukraine in the war with Russia. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan has warned that resources for Ukraine will soon run out if Congress doesn't take action over the next few weeks. The former U.S. ambassador to Bolivia is being charged with acting as a secret foreign agent of Cuba. Trey Thomas reports.
4: Attorney General Merrick Garland says 73-year-old Manuel Rocha secretly supported the Republic of Cuba by serving as a covert agent of Cuba's intelligence services. This action exposes one of the highest-reaching and longest-lasting infiltrations of the U.S. government by a foreign agent. He served as ambassador from 2000 to 2002. I'm Trey Thomas.
3: Cardinal Raymond Burke has reportedly received notice he will soon be charged rent for his Vatican-subsidized apartment in Rome. The Pillar reports Burke received a letter December 1st, which was dated November 24th. Last year, the Vatican announced that all cardinals living in Rome would see an end to free rent for their Rome apartments. But Burke is apparently the first cardinal to receive notification that he will be charged market rate rent. Pope Francis, meanwhile, met with his Council of Cardinals yesterday. From Vatican Radio, Devin Watkins reports.
9: Pope Francis announced late last week that the meeting would focus on a discussion of the feminine dimension of the church. The pope revealed the topic during an audience with the International Theological Commission on November 30th. The church is woman, said Pope Francis on that occasion, adding that if we do not understand what woman is or what the theology of womanhood is, then we will never understand what the church is. He also described the, quote, masculinizing of the church as a great sin which has yet to be resolved. The Pope appealed to a distinction proposed by Jesuit theologian Hans Urs von Balthasar, who described a Petrine or ministerial principle and a Marian or mystical principle. The Marian is more important than the Petrine, Pope Francis said, because there is the Bride Church, the Feminine Church, without being masculine. The last meeting of the Council of Cardinals took place in late June and saw the Cardinals reflect with the Pope on various themes. At the time, these included the ongoing war in Ukraine, the implementation of Predicate Evangelium in local churches, and the work of the plenary assembly of the Pontifical Commission for the Protection of Minors. They also spoke about the Senate General Assembly, which would then be held in October. The Council of Cardinals was established by Pope Francis with a papal chirograph in September 2013. He entrusted the Council with the task of assisting him in the governance of the Universal Church and studying a project for the reform of the Roman Curia. The reform was realized with the new Apostolic Constitution, Predicate Evangelium, published in March 2022. The Pope renewed the membership of the Council of Cardinal Advisors in early March of this year. I'm Devin Watkins.
3: Financial records released by House Republicans show President Biden received monthly payments from his son Hunter's business in 2018. Brian Shook has more.
10: Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer said Hunter's firm Wasco PC received payments from Chinese companies and other foreign entities and claimed the payments of nearly $1,400 to Biden show the president participated and benefited from an alleged influence peddling scheme. But leaked emails from Hunter Biden's infamous laptop suggest the payments were for a truck Joe Biden helped his son purchase. Hunter's lawyer, in a statement, also confirmed this. I'm Brian Shook.
3: The massive doors to enter the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C. have now been sealed in preparation for the next Jubilee year, which will take place in 2025. The Catholic News Agency reports Archbishop Timothy Broglio of the Military Services and president of the U.S. Bishops' Conference Blessed and sealed the doors, which will be reopened on Christmas Eve next year. That's the news on the Sunrise Morning Show. It's 35 minutes past the hour.
0: To protect Catholic thought and pro life radio next year, Sacred Heart Radio listeners will begin by raising $60,000 this Wednesday. So we'll talk to you and everyone you told about us on Wednesday or to pledge now, visit SacredHeartRadio.com.
11: schneller Knockelman Plumbing, Heating, and Air are proud supporters of Sacred Heart Radio, home of the 100% satisfaction guarantee because our work is done right the first time. For all your plumbing, heating, and air conditioning work, find us at skpha.com, skpha.com.
20: Have you explored God's calling for your life? Come and experience consecrated life for a week. See if God might be calling you to serve Him with an undivided heart. Share in prayer and community life centered on the Eucharist and devoted to Mary. Participate in our mission to strengthen families in the Catholic faith. This spring and fall, visit the Catholic Corps for a come and see week at Catholic Family Land near Steubenville, Ohio. For more information, go to afc.org. cc
3: It's 24 minutes before the hour on this Tuesday, December the 5th. Your forecast is brought to you on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio by Schneller-Nachemann Plumbing, Heating and Air, online at skpha.com. Gonna see some rain again today. Right now, temperatures in the mid-30s as you're heading out the door. For Cincinnati, scattered showers and a few afternoon-evening downpours possible with a high today of 42 degrees Mostly cloudy tonight and dry with an overnight low of 32, partly to mostly cloudy tomorrow with a few flurries possible and a high of 40 degrees. For the Miami Valley Dayton area, rain and snow this morning changing to rain by the afternoon and a high of 40 today, cloudy with a few spotty rain or snow showers tonight and an overnight low around 30, cloudy with a slight chance of a flurry or two tomorrow and a high of 38 degrees. This is Sacred Heart Catholic Radio.
2: The Sunrise Morning Show continues. I'm Matt Swain, joined now by Steve Ray from CatholicConvert.com. And as I learned this week, he's been married longer than I've been alive. Steve, good morning.
22: <laughs> is that true? It's true. Wow. We're talking today. That's uh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, my, my wife and I celebrated 47 years yesterday, but we're only three years away from being married 50 years. My parents were married 73 years, so I've got a way to go wow. to catch up to my mom and dad.
2: Well, I mean, we were hearing <clears throat> about the, the Carters being married for over 70 years. <laughs> I mean, it, it's an incredible thing, an incredible witness yes. to the world of the beauty of marriage when people, you know, get that. That long into the mix, uh, so yep. congratulations. A,
22: well, thank you. It's the best thing I ever did, I think, and um, and certainly I just have loved every minute of being married to my wife and being a husband and a father and a grandfather. And today our topic is blessings and curses, and that wedding, his marriage, has been a great blessing for us.
2: Yeah, I was about so to say it's kind top- of a perfect segue since we're talking about <clears throat> yes. blessings. So
22: uh, where do we start with this in the scriptures? Well, the blessings and curses are kind of the opposites of each other. So I wanted to see how many times they were used in the Bible. Unfortunately, the word blessing is used way more times than the word curse is used. But the word blessing is 703 times used in the Bible. And the word curse is used 217 times in the Bible. And both of them are used in the very beginning in Genesis and at the very end of the Bible in Revelation. So this is these are two effects that go into our lives that affect us from the very beginning of creation until the very end of time so it's good to understand what they each mean so seven hundred three times in the old in the uh, Bible is blessing the first time is in Genesis chapter three. And we, uh, actually, three times in Genesis in the creation story, the seventh day is blessed, the animals are blessed and told to reproduce, and man is blessed and told to reproduce. And so that's the first times it's used.
2: <clears throat> All right. So I suppose this brings us to the first time that cursing is introduced yes. as well, because it's pretty early in the scriptures also.
22: It's Genesis chapter 3, and I think people could probably guess if we had a survey, everyone would know the word curse is used first relating to Satan, the evil uh, serpent that came into the garden, and he is deceiving mankind, and he is now cursed, and it says he's going to go on his belly, and he's going to eat the dust of the earth, and all good things are removed from him. That's what a blessing really is. A blessing is to invoke or to enact God's favor or divine favor or action. So it's, it's calling upon the good or the happiness of a person. And the curse is the opposite. It is calling down an invocation of evil or divine harm that makes them miserable and unfortunate. And the first time the word curse is used is of the devil, of Satan. Because you've done this, cursed are you. Among all the livestock, and you'll go on your belly, and you'll eat dust. There are some who believe that the, that the serpent at the beginning had legs, and that it was that the legs were taken away, and it was now going to go on its belly. And uh, the Jewish people taught that uh, very early on. So the blessing is when we have a divine favor or action invoked or bestowed upon us, and cursing is when that's taken away, and it's a divine evil or harm. And it makes us miserable and unfortunate. Jesus used the word. He, he cursed the fig tree, and the fig tree withered and died.
2: Well, Steve, I was doing some looking as you were talking because if I recall, at least from the book of Genesis, most of the time that a blessing takes place, it's a blessing in relation to someone's family, right? Uh, yep. Something that yep. has to do with blessing a family or blessing uh, a father blessing children. I mean, this often takes place in the context of families.
22: It is. And so you could say that blessings and curses are almost always, if not always, are, uh, the basis for them is a relationship with someone, a relationship with God, a relationship with family, uh, some type of a relationship, and then that relationship is, go- is going good or bad, and based on the relationship is where there's a blessing and a curse. For example, not, just using blessings, for example, the, the word is barak, to bless is the Hebrew word, and it's evenly divided of God blessing humans. Or humans can bless other humans, or humans can bless God. So you can, it's a basis of relationships there, and it's also the same with cursing.
2: So there are a, a <clears throat> lot of layers to this, but uh, before we get back into the biblical piece of this, I, I mean, it is interesting that in um, in the Gloria, which we will start singing again once Christmas gets here, we say, we praise you, we bless you, right? Um, we talk about right. blessing God. Uh which is a fascinating thing because uh, it's weird that I can bless God, but Steve, if you asked me to bless your rosary, I'd be like, sorry, man, I got nothing, <laughs> right? I can't exactly do that. <laughs> yep. So I can bless God, yep. but I can't bless a rosary. So we obviously mean a few yep. different kinds of things by blessing.
22: Yeah, no, I can I can bless a rosary in a way, not like a priest can. When somebody right. comes and says, look at I just got, it. I said, well, may that rosary bring you great joy in your family. Now, I, I – Yeah, but you're shooting
2: light ammo when you do it right? You're I not am shooting the I same am. rounds it's, as a priest, <laughs> right?
22: Not as a priest can do, but I, I am in a sense praying for God's blessing on that person in that rosary, but not the same kind. Like when Jesus blessed the young children, I'm convinced those young children, When he said, bring the little children to me. And he blessed them. It says he laid his hands and blessed them. Those kids were not the same after Jesus's blessing. They had to, there had to be, a new element in their life because jesus had blessed them that's something brand new and very powerful and that's what a priest can do too i can't do that but it's um that is exactly right though and when we bless god i was thinking how in the world can we bless god well i think it comes in the way of praise since we can't do anything to enhance enhance or benefit him because he's already got everything right what can i give him that he doesn't already have anything i give him he already gave to me first but i can we can do something to enhance or benefit god but i think it's only by praising him and worshiping him that's our way of blessing him and i think also obedience when we obey him that's a way of making making him happy so to bless god i think is praising worshiping and obeying him
2: i love the preface from the mass that says Although you have no need of our praise, yet our thanksgiving is itself your gift, since our praises add nothing to your greatness, but profit us for salvation. And in some ways, I mean, in most ways, it's us who benefit from blessing God, which is kind of a wild thing to ponder.
22: It really is, because it it puts us in a proper position within creation, doesn't it? If If I'm blessing God... I'm praising him, and I'm saying, you are who you are, and I am who I am. I'm a creature, and I'm obligated to worship and praise you. And then what it does is it realigns things, and I'm in a proper relationship with now with God, with other people, and with the way God made the universe. So a, a lot of times what sin is, is it's, a, it's going contrary to the way God made the universe to be. And a, a blessing and a praise to God, it kind of realigns us with him and with all of the, all of the rest of the creation.
2: Well, I wish we had more time to get into this, but uh, there is this whole question of, of cursing and woe, and you know anybody who's under the illusion that Old Testament God is the mean God and the New Testament Jesus is the nice God, Jesus does not stray away from this idea of woe and cursing, and there are bad consequences to bad actions, right. so you can't ignore that. Yep,
14: either. the word
22: woe hundred and twenty, a hundred and two times. Jesus uses the word woe 58 times, and it's a prediction, or result of a curse. So Jesus is very strong and very honest with people, and he doesn't hold back the truth, and he's willing to pronounce woes when he needs to, and woe is a way a curse is brought about.
2: Yeah, uh, and uh, of course, I can't help but think of Deuteronomy 30. I set before you life and prosperity, death and destruction, in some translations, the blessing and the curse— choose life. Yep. All <laughs> right. Yep. Choose Absolutely. life in the midst of that. Steve Ray, we've got dot right. linked at sunrise dot com. Thank you as always. And tell Janet, congratulations on our behalf.
22: You, I certainly will. Thank you, Matt.
2: All right.
7: 14 till Chris McGregor joins us. Next
0: support is from MediShare. So
7: right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for healthcare. And here's why not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also a time you can join Metashare and save even more than usual. For many families, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. But what's more, they like it. Metashare has double the member satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. Metashare is a proven thing, too. For over 30 years, it's a Christian community of more than 400,000 members. And here's the thing, too. If you join before December 15th, And you mentioned the promo code SHARE, you'll get another $150 savings. So I'll give you the number here in a second, but just call. You'll get a price within two minutes. And remember, the deadline is December 15th. So call now, and you'll save even more. Here's the number, 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE,
16: 844-55-BIBLE. Business owners are starting to think outside the box to find new customers. You can reach millions of engaged Catholic listeners by underwriting The Sunrise Morning Show. Each weekday morning, listeners across the U.S. and around the globe can hear your message for your business, ministry, or nonprofit on The Sunrise Morning Show. To find out how it works, email me, Leah, at sacredheartradio.com. That's Leah at sacredheartradio.com.
20: The most original and exclusive Catholic content is on EWTN Radio.
12: One time somebody said to me, why don't you air these people? And I said, no, because I don't think they're Catholic. He says, by what right do you have to say that? I said, I own the network. (laughs) Mother Angelica Live Classics tonight
16: 8 eastern on EWTN television and radio.
11: This is Dr.
18: David Anders. Join us for an engaging hour of questions and answers about the Catholic faith on Call to Communion today at 2 p.m. Eastern. Now back to the Sunrise Morning Show.
2: 12 till here's Anna with headlines
3: the war between israel and hamas continues with the israeli military saying it's expanding its ground assault to all of the gaza strip cardinal raymond burke has reportedly received notice he will soon be charged rent for his vatican subsidized apartment in rome something that will be happening for all cardinals living in rome but burke apparently the first to receive this notification And the massive doors to enter the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C., have been sealed in preparation for the Jubilee year of 2025. You can hear news at the top and bottom of each hour right here on the Sunrise Morning Show. Back with us now on the Sunrise Morning Show is Chris McGregor from discerninghearts.com. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Anna. How
15: are you today? I am doing fine and uh, hope you are doing well. Got a smile on my face after hearing Mother Angelica. Gotta love her. On that. That's one of my Advent things this year. I'm actually going back and listening. And every night uh, I've been watching a classic of Mother Angelica. It's the wisdom that comes out of that wo- woman's mouth. It's prophetic. Unreal. It's unreal. Oh, Absolutely. Gosh. Holy,
3: holy, holy. Speaking she. about wisdom coming out of mouths... We're going to be talking mm-hmm. about St. Ambrose of Milan today, our selection this week from the Office of Readings for the December 7th Feast of St. Ambrose. And this man had a lot of wisdom. He was known for his preaching and I guess his letter writing as
15: well. Oh, he was. He was so good that even before he was baptized, while he was still a catechumen, they wanted to make him bishop. <laughs> That's because, awesome. So that just goes to show you, I mean this is he is so wonderful, and because he practiced what he preached literally, especially in this particular passage, mm-hmm. it touched the ears of a young man named Augustine, whose mother who had been fervently praying and had heard Ambrose speak uh, the, uh well, saints make saints, right yeah, and uh so Ambrose were very blessed to have this wonderful. Uh, bishop, a uh, saint, doctor, father of the church who will be celebrating his feast day on Thursday. The honey-tongued doctor
3: of the church, I believe he is known as. And uh, this is a letter that he wrote, correct?
15: Well, yes, it is. I think it, as an indication from the very beginning, he's writing to another bishop. Mm-hmm. Is he writing to Augustine? I don't know. He's right, But he's writing to another bishop. And I think he's writing to all of us. Because in today's church, right now, he says, I mean, we all could take this to heart. Take firm hold of the rudder of faith so that the severe storms of this world cannot disturb you. The sea is mighty and vast, but do not be afraid. And, And he reminds us that the church of the Lord is built upon the rock of the apostles among so many dangers in this world. Therefore, remains unmoved. Remember that, everybody. It's going to be okay. It's it's unshakable. It's firm against the assaults of the raging sea, even though the sea looks pretty fierce, yeah. doesn't it? Sometimes those storms yeah. are
3: pretty bad. It does. I mean, you think about the danger of water, of violent, turbulent water, but we as Christians have the waters of baptism to, mm. to immerse us, right? And so, um you know, Ambrose here telling this bishop who is receiving this letter, to drink from Christ, to, to remember
15: his baptism. That's right. And to allow the rivers that flow down from God and his saints like a torrent, receive those. Take time. You know, the word is receive. A lot of times we're so busy or we're so rushing that we don't take that pause to allow God to pour into us his very spirit. To be able to fill us, so that as he uses in this um, his analogy, that it is no longer I who is am going to speak, but that torrent of grace will flow out of me. I'll be so full, like a well, that whatever I will get, what I need, but then it will flow out to others. But you gotta take time to receive. And at, during Advent, this is a classic moment. All year long is important. But everyone is screaming, slow down, stop, and get ready. Yeah. Yeah.
3: He writes, there is also a rushing river giving joy to the heart that is at peace and makes for peace. Whoever has received from the fullness of this river, like John the Evangelist, Peter, and Paul, lifts up his voice. Just as the apostles lifted up their voices and preached the gospel throughout the world, So those who drink these waters begin to preach the good news of the Lord Jesus. This reminds me, you know, when you were talking, is it St. Bernadette that had that quote about like being a well that needs to Mm -hmm. be filled? And then it's like from the overflow, then you share that 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 life of Christ
15: Well, if it wasn't, it should be because of. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's St. Bernadette. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's so true. You know, you have to be able to take that time. You know, for example, yesterday I had such a crazy day and it was I was just I was I was empty. Mm. I was totally I was walking around and I my calendar said I had no time. But uh, Anna, I got in the car. I went to this reserve area. I sat by this lake and I watched deer. And I just went, I can't do this anymore, Lord. You got to help me. Mm. And he did. And you, as a young mom, with all those beautiful children and the job that you have and the work that you have to do, you probably have less time than I do. And yet it's so obvious that you do take that time because what comes out of your mouth is words of wisdom, his wisdom. Wow. You know, you have to do that, that, don't you. you?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's it comes from sitting with the Lord. You have to take that time. I mean, my moments of silence are few and far between, often in the car when I don't have children with me. Mm -hmm. But those are the moments, you know, um, this is this is something that that I learned early on in motherhood i'd love to to get your thoughts on this because you feel like you're constantly rushing around that you you don't have any time but when you do have those moments even if it is just in the car it it occurred to me that's when i need to be praying my rosary because that's when i can i can sit in silence i can't listen to i mean i hate saying this i can't listen to music i can't listen to the radio I need to use that time wisely because it might be the only time that I have in the day. That's when I need to be filled.
15: That's right there. I mean, a lot of people who are listening right now to Sacred Heart Radio and to EWTN. And this is one of those moments where uh, Ambrose is saying, okay, receive wisdom, read much, understand, Mm -hmm. and then take that time. You know, it's amazing what the Holy Spirit can do in just moments. Yep but you got to we got to make a place to receive it. Yeah.
3: It might be waking up a little bit earlier than the kids, it might be staying up a little bit later than the kids, but using that time not to scroll on your phone, not to, you know, go through Netflix or whatever, but to actually use that time to be with the Lord. Some great Lead stuff us from not into
15: temptation. Amen to that, Chris. Amen. <laughs>
3: We've been talking to Chris McGregor about this uh, beautiful selection from the Office of Readings for the Feast of St. Ambrose. We've got discerninghearts.com linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Chris, thank you. You're very welcome. Get that pause just hey. a little moment for you. I'll be Get praying pause, for you. Thank you. You too. All right. That'll do it for this national edition of the Sunrise Morning Show. God bless
0: family, no matter what you've heard to disturb your peace, you know that God's voice is always within earshot because there's Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. And this Wednesday, you have the power to guarantee that there's one voice in the media that speaks the truth. When together, we raise $60,000 during our Advent Pledge Drive to multiply the good news over seven media platforms throughout 2024. So to ensure that Pro-Life Radio is alive, we look forward to hearing from you this Wednesday. Or to pledge now, visit SacredHeartRadio.com.
3: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Bright Lights. St. Teresa in Bright, Indiana is hosting a free drive through Christmas light display every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 6 to 10 p.m., now through January 6th. More information at brightlightsindiana.com.
0: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Hoting Realtors. Equipped with the latest technology and market knowledge, Hoting Realtors can make the buying and selling process easier. Five one three four five one forty eight hundred
11: 451 4800 and Hoting.com. I'm Bill Torbeck of Tri-State Abrasive and Tool Company, proud to support Sacred Heart Radio. We strive to provide the highest quality diamond and CBN products manufactured by privately owned companies, enabling us to provide prompt and personal service and you to avoid the unnecessary costs and frustrations of dealing with bureaucracies. Find us online at theabrasive1.com. That's the number one theabrasiveone.com, theabrasiveone.com.
3: Support comes from On a Mission to Love for books, handcrafted gifts for baptism, communion, confirmation, wedding, birthdays, and more, all deeply based in the rosary and devotion to our Holy Mother. Onamissiontolove.com. That's on
16: a mission to love.com the Comboni missionaries present the 76th annual nativity experience a family favorite for generations the birth of christ is retold in an incredible room-sized animated diorama of the holy land admission is free donations to food banks accepted the Nativity Experience at the Comboni Mission Center in Anderson. Open 6 to 8 p.m. daily, December 15th through 30th. Close Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. More information at missionariesorg slash nativity.
17: A wedding is a day. A marriage is a lifetime.
16: Catholic Engaged Encounter Weekends are a marriage preparation program led by married couples and a priest or deacon.
17: This is time for a couple to learn about each other and their upcoming marriage.
16: Based on communication, intimacy, and the family they grew up in. Find out more at Cincinnati-Covington.EngagedEncounter.com. That's Cincinnati-Covington.EngagedEncounter.com.
14: This is Archbishop Dennis Schneur from the Archdiocese
0: of Cincinnati. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 910 WPFB Middletown, or get the app, stream, podcast, and more at sacredheartradio.com. Arise,
1: it's
2: We continue on this Tuesday, the 5th of December, by praying a prayer of St. Francis of Assisi in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Almighty, eternal, just, and merciful God, grant us in our misery the grace to do for you alone what we know you want us to do, and always to desire what pleases you. Thus, inwardly cleansed, interiorly enlightened... And inflamed by the fire of the Holy Spirit, may we be able to follow in the footprints of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And by your grace alone, may we make our way to you, Most High, who live and rule in perfect trinity, in simple unity, and are glorified God, all-powerful, forever and ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. It is a better way to start a Tuesday morning. The Sunrise Morning Show here on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. We've been operating in the Tri-State and beyond for more than
13: 20 years.
2: And the only way we've been able to do that is because we got a lot of St. Nicks out there in the audience who have very quietly and faithfully helped support us so that we can reach out to other people. you got an opportunity to do that tomorrow with our St. Nicholas Day Pledge Drive. We'll even have... We'll even have the big guy in the studio. You know who I mean. So if you want to give now to help us hit that one day goal tomorrow of sixty thousand dollars, you can do so at sacredheartradio.com. It would be cool to wake up tomorrow morning with a bit of a head start. It'd be like waking up the next morning to find like things in your stocking. How cool would it be to wake up tomorrow morning and find, you know, some of that pledge drive stuff taken care of in our quote unquote stocking at sacredheartradio.com click donate up this hour we got lots to get to Uh, we're going to be talking with Dina Dwyer Owens from the uh, well she's got all kinds of great stuff but she has a lot of thoughts on workplace spirituality John Leyendecker is going to be along as well from Holy Family School of Faith we'll catch up with Father Frank Donio from the Catholic Apostolate Center and somehow or other and I'm not sure how Dr. Jeffrey Morrow who's been walking through each book of the Old Testament with us he's gotten to the Psalms and I'm looking at The timing on the window he's got to fit in. He's going to somehow explain the entire book of Psalms in less than eight minutes at the end of this hour as part of our study of A Catholic Guide to the Old Testament. So you're going to want to stick around to see how he manages to do that. Two minutes past. News of service of Central Fabricators and centralfabricators.com. Here's Anna Mitchell.
3: It's a service of Bridgetown Finer Meats. Oh, Bridgetown that's why didn't Meats hit the... dot com. Good morning. Like... <laughs> oh, Matt. Oh, Matt. All right, news. The war between Israel and Hamas continues. The Israeli military said it's expanding its ground assault to all of the Gaza Strip. Some residents in the region have said there is nowhere safe to go now as the fighting starts to spread to the southern part of the region. This comes as rockets continue to be fired from Gaza into Israel. More than 17,000 people have been killed since the fighting began on October 7th. Meanwhile, Congress must soon decide whether to approve more funding for Ukraine in the war with Russia. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan has warned resources for Ukraine will be running out soon if Congress does not take action over the next few weeks. The former U.S. ambassador to Bolivia is being charged with acting as a secret agent of Cuba. Trey Thomas reports.
4: Attorney General Merrick Garland says 73-year-old Manuel Rocha secretly supported the Republic of Cuba by serving as a covert agent of Cuba's intelligence services. This action exposes one of the highest reaching and longest lasting infiltrations of the U.S. government by a foreign agent. He served as ambassador from 2000 to 2002. I'm Trey Thomas.
3: Cardinal Raymond Burke has reportedly received notice that he will soon be charged rent for his Vatican subsidized apartment in Rome. The Pillar reports Burke received a letter dated December 1st or dated November 24th. He received it on December 1st. Last year the Vatican announced that all cardinals living in Rome would see an end to free rent for their Rome apartment, but Burke is apparently the first to receive notification that he will be charged market-rate rent. Pope Francis, meanwhile, met with his Council of Cardinals yesterday. Vatican News reports the group focused on, among other topics, the feminine dimension of the Church. Speaking last week to the International Theological Commission, the Holy Father said, quote, The Church is woman. If we do not understand what woman is or what the theology of womanhood is, we will never understand what the church is. The liability of the Oxycontin maker and its role in the U.S. opioid crisis is being scrutinized now by the Supreme Court. Mark Mayfield reports.
5: The high court heard a challenge Monday from the Justice Department to last year's $6 billion settlement agreed to by Purdue Pharma. The bankruptcy ruling by a New York court shielded the Sackler family, which controlled the company from future litigation. Families of Oxycontin victims say they deserve to sue the Sacklers, most of the money from the original deal would go to states and to Native American tribes to help fight the epidemic. I'm Mark Mayfield.
3: 8.06 now on the Sunrise Morning Show and Sports on Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by Dr. Robert Berger and Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine online at beaconortho.com. Here's Paul Lockman.
23: Well, I guess I have uh, quite the news today. Uh-huh. I
3: know, right?
23: Pretty fun day at the office for uh, the Bengals. Bengals on the road but took care of business, knocking off the Jacksonville Jaguars by the final score of 34 to 31. That game uh, went to overtime, and uh, boy, the player of the game, easy, to, easy for me to say, it was Jake Browning. He was 32 of 37, very sharp, 354 passing yards, a touchdown. He also ran one in uh, in just his second start of the season. Jamar Chase helped him out, let's be honest. He had 11 catches, 149 yards. Joe Mixon also ran the ball well. 68 total yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Three-game losing streak, it's a thing of the past. Bengals now improved to six and six. Unfortunately uh, for Jacksonville, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, he passed for 258 yards, threw for three total touchdowns, but left the game with an ankle injury. His own offensive lineman, stepped on his ankle when uh, being pressured by Trey Hedrickson it was Yikes. it look it, it, it he crumbled bad and then of course um mm. he got up and he tried to walk two, two that's feet awful. It, you know especially for Jacksonville they're having a great year had they won the game they would be the number 1 seed in the AFC wow. that's wild so hopefully uh, Cincinnati can continue uh their uh, good good luck against AFC south teams Because Bengals come back home and will host the Colts next weekend at 1 o'clock. Nice. Xavier returns to action. College Hoops, they take on Delaware Um, Blue Jackets on the ice tonight hosting the LA Kings. Cool. There you go. You got, uh, let's get the traffic because it's going to be messy out there. Traffic and service of Rose Automotive. Pre-owned vehicles on Erie Highway in Hamilton on the web at roseautomotivegroup.com. Oof. Oof.
3: Yeah, well, expect to be slowing anywhere you are right now. I'm seeing a lot of red on my traffic map, but luckily, no accidents that are blocking anything. There is one on the uh, right shoulder on 75, but it doesn't even appear to be affecting traffic, so I'm sorry. I'm taking time that I don't need to. Southbound 75, slowing through the Lachlan split. Northbound 75, slowing between 74 and Ronald Reagan. Eastbound 74, you're on the brakes from North Bend into the 75 interchange. Southbound 71 is pretty bad, slowing from Kings Island all the way down to Smith Edwards. If you're going northbound, you're going to be slowing from Smith Edwards up toward Ronald Reagan. In northern Kentucky, you are on the brakes from Turfway up to the river and northbound 471 from 275 up to the river. Inner loop of 275 westbound through the construction, slowing from Dixie over toward Mineola Pike. And actually, if you're down like in the Walton area, there is actually an accident block in the right three lanes at uh three thirty-eight. So this is just before the merge of seventy-five and seventy-one that the or sorry, just after that, that this is happening, and you're backed up to I mean, past Mary Grubbs Highway on seventy five to Verona Mudlick on 71. So you're gonna need some extra time if you're sitting in that right now. Okay, now, weather. Can you tell something's wrong weather-wise? Scattered showers and few afternoon, evening downpours today in Cincinnati with a high of 42 degrees. Mostly cloudy tonight with an overnight low of 32. Partly to mostly cloudy tomorrow with a few flurries possible and a high of 40. For the Miami Valley-Dayton area, rain and snow this morning. It'll change to rain showers by this afternoon and a high of 40 degrees. Cloudy with a few spotty rain snow showers tonight and an overnight low around 30. Cloudy with a slight chance of a flurry or two tomorrow and a high of 38 degrees. Today is Tuesday, December the 5th, Tuesday of the first week of Advent. Happy to have you along with us here on the Sunrise Morning Show on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. Just a reminder: tomorrow, the Feast of St. Nicholas, Sacred Heart Radio's Advent Pledge Drive. We're trying to raise $60,000 tomorrow, and you can get in on it now if you would like. Sacredheartradio.com. Click on donate. Thank you so much. It's 11 past now. Matt?
2: Thanks so much, Anna Mitchell. I'm Matt Swain, joined now by Dina Dwyer-Omen. Dina Dwyer-Owens, a former chairwoman and CEO of Neighborly, author, speaker. She can uh, help you out with creating your culture. She's got a Your Better Future workbook, workbook at, as well at dinadwyerowens.com. Dina, I have completely forgotten how to talk on a Tuesday morning.
24: <laughs> Good morning, Matt.
2: I was trying to say the word Owens and chairwoman at the same time, and it all came out. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> and they call us the professionals. I don't know what's going
24: hey, on. Hey. We all need to laugh, so this is That's great. That's
2: right. Well, uh, I want to talk about, uh, because you've had some experience with this personally of late, uh, it's all about you know trying to make sure we're doing virtues and values in our workplace, but we don't live in a bubble, and we don't want these things to to just disappear when we go away. So how have you been thinking about the importance of instilling these in the generations of uh people who are entering the workforce now so that these things can sort of stay with a company, with a culture, uh, with kind of like a corporate environment across the board.
24: Yeah, well I've had the privilege of course for many, many years um, as CEO and chairwoman of the company of teaching that class called Design Your Life. We've talked about this a few times, um, but basically indoctrinating people in the idea of you need to know who you are and what you stand for and be as clear as writing down what your personal values are and what, what are those rules and rituals, those traditions and habits you have that support that those values are, in fact, uh, number one to you, or very important to you? Uh, we've talked about, for example, my, my faith is my number one personal value. And, and how do I prove that? Well, I'm sitting outside of St. Mary's Catholic Church downtown Waco about to go to daily mass after this call. That's one of my daily habits. I go five or six days a week, not every day, but that's one of the things that I do to, to strengthen my faith, my faith walk. So... I have recently had the opportunity to teach that same Design Your Life class to students at uh, Palm Beach Atlantic University in West Palm Beach, Florida. And I have done this at many universities, from Cornell to Baylor University to even high schools. And I don't do a lot of speaking, but this is one course that I love teaching to young people because most of them, man, unfortunately, have not thought about, what do I believe? What are my personal values? Not what everybody else is talking about on social media, but what do I personally believe?
2: We talk about this all the time, uh, Dina, in regard to uh, technology use and what it means to be formed as like a person and understand how to do that. You know, we're we're up against a battle, and it's – I mean it's not one that we are destined to lose, right? It's one that if we just go about it right, we can do some incredible things. A lot of the people who are being formed in high schools and in colleges, they're being told like this is what you got to do. These are the skills you got to learn to go make money so that you can have a nice life, so you can send your kids to a good school and the cycle continues. But there's not a whole lot of the why behind that, right? And I think people know that there's more than just getting out and educating yourself so you can get a good job. You gotta be formed somehow as a human being to figure out how to live in this world because there are plenty of people that you've talked to, I know I've talked to, who did that trick of just, I'm going to work and make money and then I'm gonna have things. And then they got those things and they're like, well, now what do I do with myself?
24: Yeah, I felt completely empty. So uh, one of the beautiful things is we do have some very good Christian um, universities around. Uh, we, we have some not so good ones, but we have some very good ones. And this group of students that I spoke to, this was about a week and a half ago, uh, I was so impressed because they were they were on fire for trying to get their arms around this thing called personal values. And they, they talked about how they are challenged by everything else going on in the world, but they don't want to fit into that mold, what everybody else is doing. And, yes, they've got to make a living. We all have to make a living, right? It's kind of like the air we breathe. We've got to have it. And we talk about how there's nothing wrong with making a good living. There's nothing wrong with making a lot of money. It's what you do once you get that money that's good or bad. And I think they have to know going into their career who they want to work with, right? Some of them will be entrepreneurs. Some of them will work for corporations. But make sure you know who you are and you're finding the company that matches Your personal values because otherwise you're going to be compromised and it's very hard it's just human nature it's very hard for us to get out of a position once we've gotten into a position especially one that's making us good money even though we know the values aren't aligned so these are the kinds of things that we need to talk about with the young people and i think the whole the whole legacy of you know in our family in particular when i think about managing finances you know We've got a lot of young nieces and nephews in my family you know, who are um, entrepreneurial, inspired to go out and make a lot of money, and we're trying to help them understand why. What is the purpose for making a lot of money, and what are you going to do with that? Like you said, Matt, once you've made it, there's so much good that can be done, and so that's something we all need to be doing with young people.
2: Well, think about it. You're sitting outside of St. Mary's, and unless some people who had made some money had decided they're going to make a priority of giving to that place, you wouldn't have a St. Mary's to sit outside of, <laughs> right? I mean, there are all these Absolutely. opportunities that are around us. I mean, I, I think about uh, just the people who have blessed me in my own life through their ministry. We've got the Retirement Fund for Religious. We've got all these things that are going on. You know, to be able to remember that if, you, if you've if you been given these gifts uh, of of industriousness and have been blessed financially or blessed with skills and talents. I mean, what if you just buried that talent in the field and just we're like, I, well, I learned my thing. I got what I needed to, who cares about the next generation? But like, you know, this is something that you realized and recognize, like, Hey, I learned some stuff. Maybe it will help another person. I mean, we've all got time, talent, and treasure that we're really meant to pass on to other people.
24: That's right. And it's the planting of the seed. So sometimes it's frustrating. <laughs> I know your kids are quite young, but it can be frustrating when you're when you're watching young people around you thinking, did they not hear a thing that we said? I mean, like I've been around for 60 years, 40 of those years I worked. So there's, there are a few things that I've learned, you know, good and bad, um, but I try to share those. and And yet we have to remember, we can't control what they're going to do with the things that we've passed on to them. But all we can do is plant those seeds. And of course, the most important seeds that we plant are the fact that Jesus loves them <laughs> and they need to make that the priority. But it's, it's a beautiful thing. Then all of a sudden, you know, maybe two or five years later, you go, oh my gosh, look, look what they're doing. They're getting it. You know, they're, they're working, serving their community now, doing things that they never really talked about doing. So it's a, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. So don't, don't be frustrated. Uh, those of you who are listening, keep planting the seeds. And keep nurturing those seeds, and before you know it, great things will come from that. So I, I have great hope about the future of our young generation if people continue to plant those positive seeds with them.
2: Well, I do get frustrated sometimes, uh, Dina, about people who are <laughs> coming up into the workforce until, oh. until I remember what I was like at that age. And then I'm like, ah, well, you know, I mean – you can't do somebody's journey for them, and they're probably learning things even in those mistakes that you know frustrate you and I. I mean, think about all the things that have gone into making you the kind of person that you are, and not all of them were your successes, <laughs> right? It's not all of them are your the good mistakes. decisions, right?
24: You're right. It's mostly the mistakes. It's the stupid things that I did or the things that I was too lazy to be disciplined about doing, and I, I'll never forget uh, when my father founded our company in 1981, and he set his belief system. We call them the code of values today, but he called them the code of values, but it was really emotionally-based beliefs. And the one that he hammered into me, and it was so annoying until I grew up, was we must re-earn our positions every day in every way. You know, sure, celebrate the victories of yesterday, learn from the mistakes. But today, give it 100% again. And the young people sometimes that we see around us, they think, oh, I did great yesterday. I worked hard yesterday. I'm not going to work hard today. I get a break today. And we just can't uh, build the kind of country, the kind of world we need to build by just thinking that just because I worked hard yesterday, that's all I have to do.
2: Yeah, why, do I, why would I need to eat today, Dina? I ate on Tuesday, you know, the, <laughs> right. last week. You know, <laughs> These things are always – it's like the call to ongoing conversion that's part of the Christian life. You know, We're always called to take up that cross daily and figure out where the Lord wants us to be and what we're supposed to be doing. If uh, our listeners want to get a copy of your Create Your Culture workbooks or your, your Better Future workbooks or connect with any of the things that you're doing to help people understand how to bring their faith into their work, how do they do so, Dina Dwyer Owens?
24: They can just go to dinadwyerowens.com. It's very simple. And I think I have the original Code of Values posted there, too, because I think that that might be interesting to folks. Um, it's really the kind of thinking we need to have. Like our creator put us on this earth to succeed. We should accept our daily successes humbly knowing that a higher power God is guiding us. So DinaDwyerOak.com, Matt, you and Anna, keep up the God work.
2: Hey, thank you so much, Dina. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. It's 20 past. We're back right after this.
0: I'm Father Rob Jack. Join me this afternoon for Driving Home to Faith, when Donna Marie Cooper O'Boyle will discuss her new book, Advent, with Our Lady of Fatima. Alan Migliorato will share his adventure Catholic parenting tip this week. I'll reflect on Advent and the book of the prophet Isaiah, with frequent traffic and weather. That's this afternoon beginning at 4 on Sacred Heart Radio. You're on
6: the road to Christ the King.
0: Good food can still be fast food. Bridgetown Finer Meats, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, has a convenient online store at BridgetownFinerMeats.com. They're all your favorite prepared foods like their delicious homemade soups, beef barbecue, chicken and stuffing, and sweet potato casserole, all available at a click of a button for same-day pickup. They also have high-quality fresh meats like pork, veal, chicken, beef, and seafood, and even produce. Fast, convenient shopping on the go at BridgetownFinerMeats.com.
16: Support for Sacred Art Radio is from Stegman Landscape. Serving the tri-state since 1979, Stegman Landscape can create a picture-perfect landscape all year long. From design, installation, and maintenance to retaining walls, patios, and outdoor fireplaces to enjoy any season, Stegman Landscape can do it all. Stegman Landscape, making the world more beautiful one yard at a time. 859-781-1562 and online at stegmanlandscape.com.
11: I'm Bill Torbeck of Tri-State Abrasive and Tool Company, proud to support Sacred Heart Radio. Diamond and CBN are the most advanced cutting tools because they are the hardest materials known. These enable you to machine three to eight times faster compared to carbide, while reducing downtime for tool changes by 90%. Improve your productivity when machining hard, cast, and powdered metals or difficult to machine materials. Find out more at theabrasive1.com. That's the number one, theabrasive1.com. 22
3: minutes past the hour now, and this traffic report is a service of Larkin Cobb, Chevrolet, Buick, and GMC in Eaton, Ohio, on the web at LarkinCobb.com. Southbound 71 still slowing from Fields-Urtle all the way down to Smith-Edwards. Northbound 71 slowing from the Norwood lateral up toward Pfeiffer. Southbound 75 slowing through the Lachlan split. Northbound 75 slowing from 74 up toward Ronald Reagan in northern Kentucky. They still have the accident block in the right three lanes of northbound 7175 at Kentucky 338. That's exit 175 with a significant backup behind it. But if you're further north than that, within the loop, you're going to be slowing on northbound 7175 from 275 up to the river. Same thing for northbound 471. And looking at 275 at the bottom of the loop, slowing westbound from Turkey Foot over toward Mineola Pike. Now for weather. Whew, there's a lot of traffic. Scattered showers with a few afternoon and evening downpours in Cincinnati today with a high of 42 degrees. Mostly cloudy and dry tonight with an overnight low of 32 Partly to mostly cloudy with a few flurries possible tomorrow and a high of 40 degrees. For the Miami Valley Dayton area, rain and snow this morning. It'll change to rain this afternoon with a high of 40 degrees. Cloudy with a few spotty rain or snow showers tonight and an overnight low around 30. Cloudy with a slight chance of a flurry or two tomorrow and a high of 38 degrees. Now please pray with me the prayer for Ohio. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Ever-living God, you give life and desire a future for all your children. Take hold of our nation, state, and community, and awaken in every heart, offer the gift of life. Send your spirit to strengthen us with wisdom and fortitude as we defend mothers and children in Ohio from laws that disregard their health and safety. Mary and Joseph trusted in you and welcomed Jesus into our broken world. Father, we ask their intercession to protect the preborn and their mothers and to guide all parents in raising their children. May they help us build a civilization of love by upholding the sacredness of life, preserving parental rights, and accompanying pregnant women in need. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lady Mother of the family, pray for us. St. Joseph, Protector of the Unborn, pray for us. John Lyendecker
16: joins us next. It's 25 past. Support for Sacred Art Radio is from Molly Maid of Westchester. With 30 years of trusted, quality service and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. 1-800-MOLLY-MAID or at mollymade.com. Molly Maid, a clean you can trust.
8: Tim Maley here, General Manager at Shock Tile and Carpet. Shock is a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio. Family owned and operated since 1928, Shock hopes this season is filled with many blessings to you and yours. In the market for hardwood, check out MSI's Ladson and McCarran. Manufactured from European white oak, these engineered planks are on trend and highly sophisticated. Residential, commercial, new home construction, 513-922-3466 or shocktile.com. That's S-C-H-O-C-H-tile.com. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Rose
2: Automotive, serving the Hamilton area with a wide selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Rose Automotive, celebrating over 30 years of automotive excellence. On Erie Highway in Hamilton. RoseAutomotiveGroup.com
0: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Hoting Realtors Trusted and recommended by Generations of families to sell their Homes. Licensed in Ohio, Kentucky And Indiana. Hoting Realtors 513-451-4800 And at Hoting.com
3: us again on the Sunrise Morning Show is John Liondecker. He's with School of Faith based here in the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. John, welcome back to the show.
25: Thank you, Annie. How are you this morning? I am
3: doing fine. It's always a joy to get to talk to you. Man, we got John Liondecker on the show. (laughs) It's big. Come on. It's large. It's large. So you have been working hard, John, I know, to get the Divine Liturgy of St. John Chrysostom available here in the cincinnati area and i understand you have succeeded give us the details
25: well god is good uh not just myself but uh definitely a couple other folks involved just praying for it pushing for it working for it and uh finally uh our pastor at saint barbara the uh the holy and great martyr in dayton father Frontisek. he is willing to come down and is excited Uh, to start a mission here in Cincinnati uh, with the blessing and encouragement of our new bishop, Bishop Robert uh, of the Eparchy of Parma. Mm. And uh, we're starting this Sunday, and I cannot be more excited to bring this this gift to the Cincinnati area. Uh, To my knowledge, I'm not sure. I've been uh, looking around and poking around in the history, um, and I don't think there's been a great deal of Eastern catholic presence in cincinnati mm-hmm. aside from the solid presence of the maronites, maronites. who've been here for yeah. some time so yeah. and thanks to the maronites because of their hospitality and father george and their uh their pastoral council there they invited us in to have liturgy there um and it'll be this sunday at saint anthony of padua maronite church at 1 p.m mm-hmm. so we're very very excited
3: awesome okay so Tell us about this liturgy, because I imagine that it's probably rather different from what most listeners have experienced before.
1: Yes,
25: I would think so. Um, Well, for our listeners, I think it would be best described if you've ever been to a Greek Orthodox or Romanian Orthodox or Russian Orthodox liturgy. Uh, it would be almost exactly the same. Mm -hmm. You know, um, most people aren't aware that there are 23 other churches within the Catholic Church. We call them sui juris churches or churches that have a law or a tradition unto themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And ours, our liturgy is the Constantinopolitan or Byzantine liturgy. And uh, it is a very uh, uh, just visually Audibly, uh, um, all you know, smelling, olfactory, you know, all yes. of it, you know, the smells and all the bells, of the smells still.
3: and bells, yeah, for sure, very
25: much so. There's a, you know, that people will be, uh, I think people will just be delighted, you know, that our culture today is is definitely um, yearning for beauty and transcendence and mystery, and there's so much about the Byzantine liturgy that provides that and just draws people in the the words of the prayers. Um, mm-hmm. And I think another thing, just, you know, a thing to mention is, is, you know, the whole liturgy is sung. Everything's yes. sung except the, the homily. And, uh, and especially in the Ruthenian church, our tones that we use for, for the singing are very, you know, bright and beautiful tones in most of the year. Um, but then, you know, there's other parts in Lent and so forth where we get, you know, kind of deeper, more uh, melancholy type tones that match the season and funerals and such. So it's just it's a it's a um, a sensory experience. Uh, Incredible experience. Yeah. I don't know how to how to phrase that just right, but it's just it's an incredible experience of the senses. Let's put it that way.
3: Otherworldly. Now, um, I am going to ask a question that I hope does not offend you or any of our other. Uh, Byzantine or other Eastern Rite Catholic brothers and sisters, but I think it's a question that needs to be asked for the benefit of our Roman Catholic listeners in the audience here. Will attending this liturgy fulfill the Sunday obligation of a Latin Rite Catholic?
25: Absolutely, because we are all in union with Rome. Um, A Byzantine Catholic can go to a Latin Rite church and fulfill their obligation, or a Latin Rite Catholic can come fulfill their obligation at a Byzantine Rite church. Um, or any of us could go to a Ciro Malinbar Catholic Church and fulfill our obligation. Um, that's the beauty of the universal church. So, but when I when you first asked that, I thought you were going to ask the, the the big question of how long is the <laughs> you know? well? That's
3: my next question. How long? No, I'm just kidding. I don't yeah. I don't know that you would. Um, I have never attended um, the, the liturgy of St. John Chrysostom in person, but um, listeners know Father Hezekiah's Carnazzo quite well. He's a Greek Absolutely. Melkite priest, and so he, uh, he leads the divine liturgy, presides over the divine liturgy of St. John Chrysostom, and so I've watched his liturgies over Zoom, um, which is, I'm sure, not the same experience, but at the same time, you lose yourself in there. You yep. don't recognize Absolutely. the time that's going What do they call it? They call it Kairos, you know, God's time. Yeah. You Amen. really, I, I mean, at least in my own personal experience, John, and I don't know if this is the same with you, you don't notice how long it is.
25: No, you tend not to, because like I said, your, 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 your senses are so filled, you know, there's no, uh, there's no boredom. There's no, um, you know, kind of, uh it doesn't feel that way but i think it is a fair question for people because they they want to know but you know generally our liturgy is about an hour and 15 minutes or so um just so people have an idea no no not at all it can be longer um you know there's parts that we can add or subtract so to speak um and then you know based on the humbly but i was going to say you never know how long
3: father is going to preach that's the that's the x factor there (laughs)
25: Yeah. Father Francisc does a great job. He delivers a very powerful message, but, uh, usually does so in a timely manner. We do joke sometimes though with Byzantines, we say anything a Roman Catholic can do in 15 minutes, we can do in an hour, you know? <laughs> so sometimes that's true. Our Bishop came last, uh, this past Saturday, to St. Barbara up in Dayton and, uh, we had Vespers and then we had, you know, the, the hierarchical divine liturgy and, uh, all told between vespers and divine liturgy, we're about two hours and forty-five minutes wow. for that one.
3: So. Well, yesterday was your feast day, wasn't it?
25: Yeah, and feast that's that we Barbara. were. We, yeah, we were celebrating it a little early with the bishop. So. That's
3: fantastic. That's fantastic. So this Sunday, December the tenth, one thirty p.m. This is at Saint Anthony of Padua Maronite Church, the one on Victory Parkway, where yes. you can attend the liturgy of Saint John Chrysostom with. John Liondecker and others, and there's some time for uh, this. Is a big thing is gathering the community afterwards as well.
25: Absolutely, that's a, that's really one of the beauties of our churches too that people are longing for because we use, generally have smaller churches. Um, almost always afterwards, there's time for fellowship and hanging out, and so there'll be there'll be various little uh, you know treats and pastries and such, and nice. coffee and. Um, who knows, maybe even a, uh, uh, an adult beverage or two around, Ooh. people are sitting around. so well, when it'll John be, Lyondecker a great is time. present,
3: you know that there's got to be some good adult beverages around as well. <laughs> Amen. It'll be epic. It'll be epic. Yeah. Well, John, if listeners want to, is, is there anywhere that they can get more information about um, about this? Or, or if not, uh, point us to School of Faith and uh, yeah. get listeners can, involved there.
25: People can always, always email me, John at schooloffaith.com. John at school com.
3: Easy enough. And you can find School of Faith linked at sunrise morningshow.com. John, it was great to talk to you. Thank you.
25: God bless you, Annie. You guys are doing good work.
3: Thank you very much. Likewise. All right, it's 35 minutes past the hour now. It's time for news. As war rages on in the Middle East, there are reports that Israel is considering a plan to flood the Hamas network of tunnels beneath the Gaza Strip. The move could make them unusable for Hamas, but it could also harm the Gaza Strip's water supply. Reports are that Israel has already built a system of large pumps to send seawater in from the Mediterranean and could have all the tunnels flooded within weeks. The former U.S. ambassador to Bolivia is being charged with acting as a secret foreign agent of Cuba. Trey Thomas reports.
4: Attorney General Merrick Garland says 73-year-old Manuel Rocha secretly supported the Republic of Cuba by serving as a covert agent of Cuba's intelligence services. This action exposes one of the highest-reaching and longest-lasting infiltrations of the U.S. government by a foreign agent. He served as ambassador from 2000 to 2002. I'm Trey
3: Thomas. Cardinal Raymond Burke has reportedly received notice that he will soon be charged rent for his Vatican-subsidized apartment in Rome. The Pillar reporting he received the letter on December 1st. Last year, the Vatican announced that all cardinals living in Rome would see an end to free rent for their Rome apartments, but Burke is apparently the first to receive notification that he will be charged market rate rent. Pope Francis, meanwhile, met with his Council of Cardinals yesterday. From Vatican Radio, Devin Watkins reports.
9: Pope Francis announced late last week that the meeting would focus on a discussion of the feminine dimension of the Church. The Pope revealed the topic during an audience with the International Theological Commission on November 30th. The Church is woman, said Pope Francis on that occasion, adding that if we do not understand what woman is or what the theology of womanhood is, then we will never understand what the Church is. He also described the, quote, masculinizing of the Church as a great sin which has yet to be resolved. The Pope appealed to a distinction proposed by Jesuit theologian Hans Urs von Balthasar, who described a Petrine or ministerial principle and a Marian or mystical principle. The Marian is more important than the Petrine, Pope Francis said, because there is the Bride Church, the Feminine Church, without being masculine. The last meeting of the Council of Cardinals took place in late June and saw the Cardinals reflect with the Pope on various themes. At the time, these included the ongoing war in Ukraine, the implementation of Predicate Evangelium in local churches, and the work of the plenary assembly of the Pontifical Commission for the Protection of Minors. They also spoke about the Senate General Assembly, which would then be held in October. The Council of Cardinals was established by Pope Francis with a papal chirograph in September 2013. He entrusted the Council with the task of assisting him in the governance of the Universal Church and studying a project for the reform of the Roman Curia. The reform was realized with the new Apostolic Constitution, Predicate Evangelium, published in March 2022. The Pope renewed the membership of the Council of Cardinal Advisors in early March of this year. I'm Devin Watkins.
3: 8.38 now on the Sunrise Morning Show and Sports on Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by Dr. Robert Berger and Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine online at BeaconOrtho.com. Here's Paul Lockman.
23: What an exciting, fun game it was yesterday. Monday night football went in the direction of our Cincinnati Bengals final score, 34-31. to 31. Bengals win in overtime over the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it will be known forever as the Jake Browning game. Jake Browning was sharp, 32 of 37 yards or uh, passing attempts for 354 yards, a touchdown in just his second start of of his NFL career. Jamar Chase, he was uh, his partner in crime with 11 catches, 149 yards, and to score, Bengals snap a three-game losing streak and improve to 6-6. Six and six. will host the Indianapolis Colts Sunday afternoon. College Hoops Xavier returns to, to the uh, floor tonight. Musketeers will host Delaware. Blue Jackets on the ice hosting the L.A. Kings. And if you are a uh, fan of the uh, NBA playoffs... The or the NBA in season tournament. The Pacers knocked off the Celtics last night 122 to 112, while the uh, Pelicans took care of business uh, over the visiting Sacramento Kings 127 to 117. So uh, they advance, or so uh, I've been told. Let's check in on sports. We got more on the Sunrise Morning Show right after this. <laughs>
16: Why do so many businesses choose to underwrite Sacred Heart Radio? It's because our radio signals reach over 600,000 Catholics locally who've told us they want to use the businesses they hear on Sacred Heart Radio. Listeners that are also in the perfect target consumer group, according to our latest survey. And this is the ideal time to get your business in front of our listeners with our special Christmas underwriting packages. To find out more, email me, Leah, at SacredHeartRadio.com. That's Leah at SacredHeartRadio.com.
20: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Dr. Robert Berger at Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Dr. Berger has been recognized by Cincinnati Magazine nearly every year over the past 20 years as one of the top physicians in orthopedic surgery. And he serves as team physician for Xavier University, Mount St. Joseph University, and LaSalle High School. Dr. Berger treats patients of all ages at the Beacon West office on Harrison Avenue and on the east side at Cincinnati Sports Club. For more information, 513-354-3700. Online at beaconortho.com.
2: Sacred Heart Radio is blessed to have the support of Larkin Cobb Chevrolet Buick GMC in Eaton, Ohio, offering a wide range of new and used cars, trucks, and SUVs with on-site financing. Larkin Cobb, close to Eaton, Richmond, Dayton, and Brookville. On the web at LarkinCobb.com.
3: with us now on the sunrise morning show is father frank donio from the catholic apostolate center good morning father
21: frank good morning anna
3: so we're continuing our advent mini series spending the season with the founder of your order saint vincent Pallotti. and last time we talked about the theme of silence in advent this week we are focusing on prayer and advent really gives us a wonderful opportunity to increase our prayer doesn't it
21: it does and it it gives us an opportunity to to really discipline ourselves of course it's the liturgical new year and so a number of people make resolutions in the calendar new year yeah but how about in the liturgical new year maybe it's a time for us to resolve for, to pray more to really be in more communication with god and to pray with St. Vincent Pallotti says, with perseverance, often and as well as you possibly can. And that sometimes means that we're going to be frustrated in our prayer. And, and he goes on and he says, do not worry if you fail to find any consolation. Persevere and act with confidence. You will receive the fruits without being conscious of them. Mm. And sometimes I think we look for, we, we always look for in our prayer, some sense that we're being heard or some kind of, as St. As Vincent puts it, a, a consolation. But there are moments in our prayer where we may feel desolation or we might feel that, that there's not something happening.
1: Yeah.
21: You know, I, I think too often we, we put prayer. I find this sometimes with some of the young people I work with. They want that, that, that prayer to really feel good. Yep. And it's not really all about feeling good. It's persevering because the Lord is faithful. And so what St. Vincent is saying, look, be faithful. You're still going to get the fruits. You just may not realize it. Well,
3: don't you think this is an issue with how we utilize this gift that we have in prayer? I think it it becomes, for so many of us, synonymous with petitioning God with whatever intention, whatever it is that we want God to do, whether it be in our lives or in the lives of someone else, we're asking God to act, and 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 so if we don't get the answer that we truly want you know it could be coming from the best place in our heart ever but if it's not answered in the way that we're expecting we can often think that we're failing at prayer but prayer is so much more than just petitioning god isn't it
21: it is and and prayer is not magic right that that sends us in the direction of superstition
3: Mm -hmm.
21: and as you you may recall I, i spent a number of years at St. Jude Shrine in Baltimore. And there would be people coming in as the patron saint of hopeless cases. There would be people coming in with all sorts of issues. But what I found beautiful were the ones who just kept persevering in prayer, persevering, persevering. And the number of, for example, the number of, of parents and grandparents and relatives who would come in and talk about family members who were no longer practicing the faith, and how that was such a burden that they were carrying. Mm. And they they kept persevering in that prayer. It was like St. Monica with St. Augustine. Yep. And sometimes that change would occur and sometimes it wouldn't. But that perseverance in prayer is still a fruit that we receive because we're in ongoing communication. So it's not just simply our asking. It's how are we in thanksgiving to God? How are we in adoration of God? You know, these are how are we contrite as well? It's huge. And but also look at our sometimes, you know, people will say, Oh, I don't I don't get I don't get anything out of the mass. You know that communal prayer, it, it's not a matter of of what we feel, it's a matter of our being together with the community of faith worshiping the lord who we receive in the eucharist talk about fruit
3: yeah it's about conformity so, with christ is it not i mean exactly. the when when you think about it i mean even if you're even if you're thinking about prayer simply as petition um you know if you've if you've spent your time in prayer going beyond just petition, or even if it has been petition, but always praying that Lord, your will be done, um, that that my will be conformed with yours. If our will is in perfect conformity with God's, then we get everything we want, don't we, Father? Yes. Exactly. I mean, and that's the whole point is
21: to get there. And that's what and that's what St. Vincent Pilates is saying. That that's part of the fruit that we'll receive. And he's saying, you know persevere and act with confidence, he puts an exclamation point in that when yeah. he wrote it, act with confidence. He, w- he was writing this as a letter to someone, part of a letter to someone. And it's it's important for us to, to continue to persevere. Perseverance sometimes is a, a virtue that is not as present as yeah. it could be in our culture, but it's graced perseverance.
3: Yeah. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful thought from St. Vincent Pilates, shared with us by Father Frank Donio. And you can find the Advent resources at the Catholic Apostolate Center, linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Father, thank you.
21: Thank you, and God bless.
3: You too, Father. Thanks. All right, Dr. Jeffrey Namaro joins us next. It's 12-2. Support is for MediShare. So right now
7: may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it open enrollment for a lot of people... It's also a time you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. For many families, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. But what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the member satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Double. Metashare is a proven thing, too. For over 30 years, it's a Christian community of more than 400,000 members. And here's the thing, too. If you join before December 15th, And you mentioned the promo code SHARE, you'll get another $150 savings. So I'll give you the number here in a second, but just call. You'll get a price within two minutes. And remember, the deadline is December 15th. So call now, and you'll save even more. Here's the number, 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE, 844-55-BIBLE.
0: Pregnancy Center West is committed to protecting the unborn by encouraging women to see and choose the beauty of life while offering practical assistance for them and their families. Donate securely online at supportpcw.org. That's supportpcw.org.
3: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Bright Lights. St. Teresa in Bright, Indiana is hosting a free drive through Christmas light display every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 6 to 10 p.m., now through January sixth. More information at brightlightsindiana.com. It's time for our weekly Old Testament Bible study again here on the Sunrise Morning Show. We've been using Ascension Press's a Catholic guide to the Old Testament. And you can get your own copy or a copy for someone you love at ascensionpress.com slash Old Testament. We're back here with one of the contributors, Dr. Jeffrey Morrow. Good morning, Dr. Morrow.
13: Good morning. It's great to be here.
3: It is great to have you, and you have the unfortunate job of trying to talk about the Psalms in five minutes or
13: less.
3: (laughs) Obviously, one of the most famous books of the entire Bible, let alone the Old Testament. Why is it known as the School of Prayer?
13: Well, it's known as the School of Prayer because the overwhelming majority of the Psalms are just that. They are prayers of different people, most attributed to King David, To God, And so they were the main book of prayers for the Jewish tradition, still used, as well as early Christians. The early church used this as their main prayer, and this is the origin of what's called the Divine Office or the Liturgy of the Hours or the Breviary. It's still the core of what priests and others pray to this day.
3: And I want to get into that uh, a little later in our conversation. You partially answered my next question, which is who wrote the Psalms?
13: Well, we don't know all of them, but a lot of them are attributed to King David. We have some that are Psalms of Asaph during his time, or the sons of Korah. So they're attributed to very different authors in different times. And I think that's important to keep in mind. There's no one author in the tradition, even though we talk about them as the Psalms of David. um, Several of them have other authors as as names.
3: And there are 150 Psalms all together. Can you talk about... I mean, obviously, this is not a narrative book, so you can't, like, take us through the narrative of the psalm, so to speak. But one thing that that comes out in in this guide that I really appreciated is that you do kind of see a story unfold in a way. That's why a guide like this is so helpful to to those of us wanting to learn more about the Old Testament and, and the Bible so can you talk about uh, the ways in which you can, can sort of break up the book of Psalms to see sure. a bigger picture?
13: Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. The first is they're they're really distinguishable by type of psalm, right? So you have laments, mm-hmm. crying out to God. You have songs, psalms of thanksgiving, hymns, royal psalms that deal... With the kings, okay? And with, you know, and there's wisdom Psalms. And what they're doing basically is we're getting most of it is from the reign of David, Solomon, this time. And they are kind of walking through, in a sense, our relationship with God. And that's why I think they span all of human emotions, all human situations. So whatever your. Your emotion of the moment, whatever your situation is, you can find a psalm that really captures it quite eloquently. Yeah, and of course they're Messianic. There's Messianic psalms that point to the coming of the Messiah.
3: Oh, absolutely. One thing I found pretty helpful here, uh, you have a couple of different lists and and charts and things to help a reader better understand the Psalms. And I was seeing uh, book one, The Laments of King David, <laughs> Psalms one through forty-one, book two, the rise of the Divinic Kingdom, Psalms forty-two through seventy-two. Uh, Book three, The Fall of the Davidic Kingdom, Psalms 73 through 89. Book four, Reflections on the Fall and Exile, which would be Psalms 90 through 106. And then book five, The Restoration of the Temple, Psalms 107 to 150, which uh, listeners, you can read more about when you get the guide. I want to ask you about the numbering of the Uh Psalms, Dr. Morrow, because there are certain translations of the bible that will number them one way and others have them slightly different what is that all about
13: well it's, so the latin vulgate numbers them slightly differently than the hebrew Masoretic tradition but not the vulgate the septuagint so the numbering comes in later they get divided with chapters and verses so the greek septuagint has a different tradition it's possible it's being based on a different hebrew tradition but we're not sure, but so some of those will be depending upon where they're getting it from. So in some of the some of the Catholic translations are numbering them differently than saying Jew, the Jewish tradition would.
3: All right that makes a whole lot more sense. Different translations you might have if you're if you're doing a Bible study with the Psalms. Now when we talk about the Psalms in the Catholic tradition, it's really hard to overstate how important they are to the Liturgy of the church.
13: And they're extremely important because so much of the liturgy is coming right out of the Psalms. And for Catholics, this is important because I think it's one of the ways that the liturgy facilitates reading the Old Testament in light of the New and the New in light of the Old. Because a lot of times, especially we'll see in Advent and elsewhere, the Psalms that we have are references that we understand as pointing ultimately to Jesus. And so I think that's really significant. The Psalms are the most quoted book of the Old Testament in the New, and because of how they relate to Jesus, how Jesus shows their their fulfillment.
3: You know, I think that's a really beautiful point. When you look at the readings at Mass, they do serve quite often as sort of a, a bridge to see the connection between the first reading and the Gospel in particular.
13: That's exactly right. And a couple of the Psalms, Psalm 110, Psalm 22, these are key Messianic Psalms. Psalm 110, actually, about Melchizedek is the most quoted passage of the Old Testament in the New. Really? And it's in reference to Christ.
3: Wow. I was going to ask you, what psalms are, well, I don't know if it's fair to ask you your favorites, but, mm-hmm. but what would you say are some of the, the important psalms that every Catholic should know?
13: Oh, gosh, that's so many. Psalm 23, right, with sure. the uh, Lord is my shepherd. She had a funeral. Psalm 22, which I think, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me this mm-hmm. great messianic psalm about being pierced in the hands and the feet on um, the jesus quotes in the gospel of matthew for example uh, psalm 110 uh, you are a priest forever a priest like melchizedek of old is very important for new testament theology in the letter to the hebrews but also in our lord's mouth in the gospels um psalm 51 probably the most moving penitential psalm in history right have mercy on me god in your kindness and your compassion blot out my offense which is um after David committed adultery with Bathsheba, this is his repentance. And it's used every Friday in the Divine Office in the Liturgy of the Hours, it comes up a lot in Lent. Psalm 88 is one of my favorite. If you're really suffering, you've lost a loved one, you're really hurt, you don't understand, you're in a lot of pain, uh, few Psalms capture, capture that feeling than um, Psalm 88. And the laments are, I think, so important because they give voice to god to make god presence in difficult suffering to which there is no clear answer that we don't understand i think that's really beautiful we've
3: been talking to dr jeffrey morrow and you can read more about the psalms with a catholic guide to the old testament go to ascensionpress.com slash old testament or find it linked at sunrisemorningshow.com dr morrow thank you so much Thank you. You bet. All right, that'll do it. May God bless you and keep you and grant you his peace.
20: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Delhi and Harrison Pet Centers with everything your pet needs from guppies to puppies. Offering curbside pickup in-store and online shopping at delhighpetcenter.com. That's delhighpetcenter.com.
0: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Fred Espencheid Plumbing. For plumbing and remodeling, Fred brings 55 years of experience to his work. Licensed in Ohio and Kentucky, Fred Espencheid, your pro-life plumber, 859-441-0950, 859-441-0950.
16: The Comboni Missionaries present the 76th annual Nativity Experience, a family favorite for generations. The birth of Christ is retold in an incredible room-sized animated diorama of the Holy Land. Admission is free. Donations to food banks accepted. The Nativity Experience at the Comboni Mission Center in Anderson. Open 6 to 8 p.m. daily, December 15th through 30th. Close Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. More information at combonimissionaries.org slash nativity.
0: Support is from Solidarity HealthShare.
16: Is inflation making you feel frustrated and out of control when it comes to your expenses? We have a solution. It's Solidarity HealthShare. With Solidarity HealthShare, you control what doctors you go to and how much you spend with pricing options that start as low as $384 for families.
4: Take control of your health care and your budget with Solidarity HealthShare. 855-954-5688. Solidarity HealthShare. 855-954-5688.
0: Pregnancy Center West is committed to protecting the unborn by encouraging women to see and choose the beauty of life while offering practical assistance for them and their families. Donate securely online at supportpcw.org. That's supportpcw.org.
16: The Catholic Church teaches the importance of a respectful Christian burial for the body, which was a temple of the Holy Spirit here on Earth. This includes cremated remains, which is the body in a different form. The prayerful, peaceful atmosphere of the consecrated grounds of Gate of Heaven Catholic Cemetery reflect respect for those laid to rest there and for their loved ones. Be prepared and give the gift of peace of mind to your family. Call 513-489-0300 or visit gateofheaven.org.
7: I'm Father Ethan Moore from Catholic Bearcat, University of Cincinnati. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio.
0: 740 WNOP Newport, 910 WPFB Middletown, or get the app, stream,
13: podcast, and more at sacredheartradio.com. Catholic Connection is a co-production of...